Hey guys, just a quick note for just before the podcast starts. This week's podcast is longer than normal, so usually we do about two hours. This one was three hours because we got a Blizzard blue post about the leatherworking changes in the middle of our podcast, so we kind of extended the podcast length a bit. And if you want to catch us live, come over to twitch.tv slash snowme, give us a follow, and you can watch the next podcast live. But take care, guys. I hope you enjoy the podcast. All right, guys, uh, welcome to episode four. Is it four? Yeah, four. I'm already losing count at four. Uh-oh. We've been doing this <laughs> for a whole month now. Uh, welcome to episode four of Prepared, your weekly TBC breakdown, and a little bit of classic news thrown in there as well, since we're leading up to TBC still. Uh, today, we're going to cover beta launch, of course. That's the that's a big topic of the day. Beta launch, uh, who should and shouldn't be in beta... Weird drum changes and other updates on PTR as far as like the whole bugginess and, and the changes that are on PTR. Uh, we're going to cover maybe a little bit of the PvP talk as well. TBC mount and the data mined information. There's a paid cash shop, potential paid cash shop mount on the way. Uh, we'll discuss that. Um, and as well as that, a lot of people asked us to discuss Mad Season's boosting video. So Zarin did watch a bunch of it. I took full notes of all his points and things as well. So we're going to go through that as well. And then if we have time at the end, we will we can cover a little bit of speedrun talks and things like that, uh, depending on how we go. And Zarin, I, I don't know if you saw this, the Blizzard game time change that just went live in the last, like, or, or the news broke in the last few hours. Um, uh, I saw my guild talking about it, but I didn't see it because I was working. So yeah, yeah. Um, what, what is the change? So the change is that Blizzard is removing. You, you can't buy thirty days of just straight up game time without a sub anymore. Before you could. Now it's just the only option is if you want to buy just straight game time without a sub, you gotta pay for sixty days just at once. Um, without a sub. Yeah, without a sub. But if you, you're just doing normal month-to-month recurring sub, it doesn't affect you at all. You can still do 30 days, 180 days, 60 days, whatever it is. So it just seems like a, it seems like a move to get people off the, off the buying a 30-day sub at, or a 30-day just game time without a sub. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're just trying to either push people towards subbing straight off or... It might impact bots as well. There's the whole talk of whether that'll impact the uh, the bots that buy 30 days of game time, but I'm not sure if it really impacts them that much. Mm. Oh man, um, I don't know why they would do this personally. Like, I'm not sure why. Like, because uh, I mean, I work for a company that uh, has a what is it? Uh, uh, like for, for working for pro guides, there's a lot of criticism on like the only thing you can do is sub for a year for the program, Ooh, right? Like you, that's all you can do. Yeah. And uh, I was, I was like, why is it like this when I joined? And they were like, well, our investors were like, you know, you should just make it like this. And so they did. Uh, and I just think it's really bad for the people who want to buy your product because you lock them into it for so long and they may not use it forever. And it's the same kind of like trap that gift cards are, right? gift cards are actually like really lucrative for companies because people will get gift cards and not use them or get gift cards and use half of it for something that actually costs more or actually that costs less than what the gift card is. Right. So you waste like $5, but spend $20 of somebody else's money on something that's $15. If you don't use the whole gift card, um, it's kind of like that where like people are wasting money because they aren't getting the full value. Um, so it's really strange to me that you would do this. And it's the same strange thing with like pro guides. Cause I'm like, you know, okay, I'll put it this way. If uh, 
if you're a drug dealer, not that anybody, not that I've had any experience with these guys, uh, the first hit is always free because if their product is good, you know, they know you'll come back, right? If they make yeah. you pay for the first hit, then the shit's fucked and you should get out of there, right? And you shouldn't buy from that person because if it's good and they know their product's good, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. And this here seems like a weird strategy to try and stop bots, but it actually just harms the players who actually, you know, use that and aren't completely committed. And what it's doing is it's forcing people to commit to Blizzard yeah. in a way that they have always been free to not do. And that just feels really off to me where I'm just not sure why they would do it. They feel like it might crack down on bots, but I, I just don't really buy that that's going to harm them. And instead it causes harm to the the player that actually like buys month to month like that. So, yeah. Um, well, speaking from my experience, so I, I come, I, I did a lot of marketing work with uh, monthly recurring subs and things like that in the past. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm a bit of a, one of my passions is marketing. I, I find marketing really interesting because how two people can have the exact same product, but one person can change like one line in the title and suddenly dear product is way more desirable or uh, something along those lines. But one one interesting thing I've always found is that the very best uh, marketers, they give away a lot of stuff for free, assuming mm -hmm. their product is good because they know that they can make it up on the back end. And mm -hmm. it's actually a very, very, very common marketing strategy. Um, one of the biggest marketers of all time. So people might know about direct response marketing. It's it's pretty much those guys that, you know, what was it? Five years ago, everyone was making those long form internet pages where you would have to scroll for five years and there's all, there's all these boxes that sub now for 60 days, credit card information required. And it, it's these long form spammy looking pages that people would go on. And mm. one of the guys that was the first guy doing it, there's this guy called David D'Angelo. Um, his, his real name's Eben Pagan. He sold a book called Double Your Dating. So he's one of the, the founders of the entire dating for men recurring sub movement. And he actually will pay and lose money to get people to buy his first product. Like he actually loses, Ooh. actively loses yeah. money because yeah, he, he knows money to make money. Yeah. He knows that if you buy his first product, you're going to probably going to buy more products. So he will mm -hmm. actually purposely like lose $10 on you sending ads to you until you buy his first product because he knows you're gonna you're gonna keep subbing and you're gonna buy more after on the back end yeah it's it, it's also product familiarity like for example if i uh go into a supermarket i've just moved to los angeles for out of my parents house for the first time what laundry detergent am i gonna buy i have no fucking idea about laundry detergent i'm probably gonna buy the one that my parents were buying because it's familiar to me and if i can't find that i'm probably gonna find something that has the same name label or something that i've seen on tv and i've been like you know what tide seems good and i've seen my friends have it so when you are kind of i would say exposed to something that is like uh that has competitors and you are kind of just able to get familiarity with it in any way, shape, or form, whether it was free, your parents had it, your like your friend had it. it. It's always just good for those people. That's why commercials even exist, is they buy the airtime to send you something that literally loses. They don't earn money when they send you a commercial. They don't earn money. That's an investment in the long term of they're getting into your brain, and then eventually when you go to the store, you're going to be like, you know what? I saw that product on TV. Or even then, you won't even recognize it consciously and just be like, that product seems like nice to me i don't know why and you'll you'll buy it right so this stuff is like really deep rooted in psychology but to, to go back to the um the bot point here the two things that i could see them doing this for 
is one, to lock the people who are coming in for TBC into more than just one month of playing, right? Mm -hmm. It would lock them in because they, they are new players. They haven't been a sub to WoW before. They're going to be locked in for two months if they don't want to commit completely. That earns Blizzard money if they don't end up playing even in the future, right? Uh, secondly, it makes it riskier for bots to be on... A, it just makes it riskier for bots in general because if a bot comes in, gets banned instantly, they paid for two months, right? Hmm. Instead of one. So they're making more money off of bots when they find them and ban them and, and just get rid of them, right? So they had to commit to two months. You don't get a refund when you get fucking banned, by the way. So <laughs> they just take your money. So those are the two reasons that I could see it. The first one, you know, locking people in seems a little bit like counterintuitive to what Blizzard's been all about and what I like Blizzard for, you know, because I don't want to like demonize the company or anything. Uh, and the second one seems a little bit more like what they would want to do and try to dissuade people who bought. But I just don't think it will, if, especially if they can make more money than it would cost. Sure, it'll cut into their profits, but if it's still remotely lucrative for them then they'll do it and this just harms the average player that buys those things now i don't know people who actually buy game time i don't know if you know people who buy game time like that i've just always been subbed and just been like fuck it when i don't want it anymore and i just yeah. cut it off at that month so i'm i'm just not one of those people and i don't really know anybody who does it that way so maybe it's the right move from blizzard because yeah, maybe the bots like overwhelmingly sign up that way. I mean, from a from just even just from from a just basic revenue standpoint, I can kind of understand it from a pure revenue standpoint. In that, every company will always tell you that recurring subs is is the money maker. That's where they want all their income coming from because it makes it more reliable. They can they don't really want people to ever be buying up like incremental time like that they would always rather people sub because you're going to get extra money from people that forget to cancel their subs yep. you're going to get people who um pretty much just don't mind and just never bother canceling it even if they know they've got the sub running like yeah. i have friends who, who who are still playing paying for everquest sub they haven't played everquest for two years and they're like oh no i'll, I'll play it eventually i'll, I'll go back to that it's fine we'll just leave yeah, i think running. i'm still I think I'm still subbed for like Nintendo online from like Animal Crossing days. So <laughs> that's like a that's really cheap. That's like six bucks or something like that. Uh, I remember my 24 hour fitness gym membership for a while oh, back in the day. Like I was I was like when I changed my credit card and then I got an email, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I was still subbed. OK, whatever. And, and like paid that off and then was like, can I cancel? And they're like, you have to come in to do that. And I'm like, I don't even live close to you guys anymore. <laughs> They try to make it as hard as possible to get it, to get out of it. Oh yeah, man! I, I was all for that with the man, gym membership. If you want to, you guys want to study study someone that really knows how to push monthly memberships. Go go look at how gyms push their memberships. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they've got that down to a science. But uh, yeah, honestly, I think it's like I don't think it's like a bad move. I don't think it's a good move either. It's just a weird move. It, it's just yeah. It, it's like it's just an odd move because it doesn't affect anyone that's already subbed. It's just it only affects. Mm -hmm affects people that are paying month to month so yeah i don't know i just thought it was interesting yeah and paying month to month you could still do that with a sub and just cancel it right yeah yeah absolutely you can so it well, probably doesn't even affect like what 99 percent of people i don't know many people that actually do just pick yeah. up that one time sub non-sub game time and they, they have the data. That's the thing, right? It's yeah. like Blizzard has the data and I'm going to trust them on this one here where they've discovered that bots overwhelmingly 
use this method to sub, right? Or to, to get game time. And if that's the case, then it is the right move because it's affecting very little of the population for, I guess I'll put it this way. This is a move that affects such a small population of the people who actually play the game and pay that way versus the bots that overwhelmingly sub this way and affect a larger portion of the player base via breaking the economy, et cetera. So this is a net positive for the average person because they don't have to deal with as many bots doing this and like paying this way, et cetera. And it also helps Blizzard because if the bots get banned, then they paid for more time. So I would say it's kind of a win-win for them there and that the players, if bots, you know, <laughs> end up do getting banned in some way, shape or form, then uh, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, then the players will feel like uh the economy is better and all of that so that i th i think that's what they're trying to do is just make it so it's riskier to bot and dissuade them but yeah we'll see yeah. <laughs> we'll see I, I mean i don't think it's such a bad move for the average player i mean it, it hurts the person who does sub that way but i just don't know many people who do that yeah so yeah, like i, I said they many. have they'll have the yeah, they'll have the data they'll have the data yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, how you been, man? I, I saw your raid masters, uh, unfortunate, unfortunate run at raid masters, unlucky. Yeah, that was that was really unfortunate because, uh, it, it, like, well, I mean, we did, we did, we were number one for the first week, and then coming into the second week, um, we changed up some strategies. We did a little bit more like uh, tiny refining of things, and the the biggest like the the worst part about it for us was it just started to feel really off as soon as we started the, that run like tiny things seemed off like i couldn't quite put my finger on it it was like one person was late to like tanking moon and it war stomped and like you know, stomped the healers the the a-bomb and then one person died and then we were just like okay this is really weird we get the Fairlina, the warlock pulls when the tank isn't even in the front yet because he was like finishing up the giga pull and then the tanks with all the Fury Warriors, Fairlina runs at the Warlock, the tank has to hit it, and then position it, and then all the Warriors in front of Fairlina and parry Haster to all hell and, and, and get him killed. And I'm just like, that's something that we have never done before, and people are just way too antsy. People were like getting in front of the tanks, um, which like obviously it means people are... are, are uh, feeling really anxious they're excited and i don't blame them because right before that we put up back-to-back -back, uh 49 minute runs on ptr which was world record at the time yeah. and so i think it was the first time people were going we can actually be number one and have the world record if we do this like oh my god and then right before that you know of course noda has a 48 minute time yeah. uh but we were confident that if we had just done the run cleanly from start to finish the way we had on ptr back to back then we would have been world record holders and i think that got to people because i think this is the first time that rain had really ever been competitive for a number one spot so that that kind of sucked but all in all i'm always happy that those things happen because it means next time you you better best fucking believe people aren't going to parry haste fairlina <laughs> because they know it's cost them a run now so that's the type of thing where I'm like, I'm glad it happens. And that's why people PTR because you fuck up over and over again, right? You mess up on a poll and then people go, okay, I can't do it that way. Then you do it again. Can't do it that way, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's all about repetition. It's all about messing up and then just refining your strategies over time. And so there, it's just a basic thing that people drop the ball on. Like everybody's focused so hard on like the big things, they, they forget the tiny things. And the tiny things are really what matter in optimizing your time because the big things are just scripted you get it down you like drill it into your brain and then you go 
And the tiny things are everybody's individual responsibility on what you have to do at this part of the instance. So it, it sucks that that happened. But third, I mean, I'm not unhappy. You got, with your, you got what, like your, your $40 each or something? How much? Uh, it's two th- it's $2,000 divided amongst 40 people. So it's 50 bucks each. <laughs> which, which I was saying, I was like, you know what this is? This is if they allow faction changes, our entire guild swaps horde. Okay, so it's paid for. That's <laughs> that's what that's what we were doing. So we're holding that money for now. Uh, it's being distributed to each person via email. Um, and then uh, you know, if, if faction changes become a thing, or if we want to change servers, then the entire guild is expected to do so because they all have the money given to them, right? <laughs> yeah. That type of thing. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. The the uh, well, I, I promise, guys, if you you don't want to listen to speedrun, I know some people in the YouTube yeah, yeah. comments they don't want to listen to too much speedrun talk, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I timestamp everything. So if you don't like it, uh, and you're listening on YouTube, you can just skip this section, and we won't talk too long about it. But uh, yeah, I mean, the progress did set as well. Uh, Forty. Well, I'm allowed to publicly give the time. I'm not allowed to say other details, but it is a uh, forty six fifty. I think it's forty six fifty four. Time. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, Tetsu's, Tetsu's timer was 46.59. And I was like, that's like 47. Everybody's like, there's a 46-minute time. And I was like, really? I see the timer. I'm like, that's just <laughs> fucking 47 minutes minus one second. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> uh, but, but that's been racking my brain this entire time. And I've just been thinking, because when I see something like that, and you can't see the VOD, yeah. um, I sit there and go, what did they do? Yeah, did, yeah. They do did they do the things that I've been thinking of but think it's too much to change in the raid. Like I've been trying to change up our start, like um, from like a theoretical standpoint and be like, is it really a time save to do things this way? Are we just overcomplicating it? And why don't we just run the fucking instance from start to finish, start with plague, et cetera. Then you'll have death wish for both Noth and Makesna instead of Makesna run to Noth, don't not have it type thing. So th- I've been trying to like think of things like that, but it's just going to be too much of a, a shift if we don't get enough PTR days in. Yeah. So that's the thing is you have to when you make changes like this um make sure that what you're practicing is a time save so before i present this to officers i have to time it myself and make sure that it is actually going to save us time or else we throw all this shit into somebody into like 40 people's brains and then we go okay this actually isn't working back to the old strategy and you wasted practice time it's the same thing with like in league of legends this is why pro players just to like go back to league for a second um i know i know not everybody cares or knows about that stuff but it's my background um where pro players people will be like why aren't they like playing new champions or practicing new things it's like they won't do that until somebody else shows them it's good cuz that that's their you only have a finite amount of practice time and hours in your day and need to refine X amount of champions, X amount of compositions. And if you're investing time into something that turns out to suck, you wasted time compared to everybody else who's practicing other things that might be better. So they wait for other people to show them that it's good. And that, that's just, that's just the, like, the long and the short of it is people won't try things until someone else shows them that they're good unless they're the true innovators who can prove before they do it that it's actually a good thing to do. So yeah. oh, like, I mean, the meta is interesting... Right now as well, because uh, you and me were talking about that in in messages as well, where because PTRs around right now, it opens the gates to a lot of innovation and testing right now. Where uh-huh. you, before before someone showed you a new strat, you had to think, okay, we only have like two runs or something. Do we actually want to yeah. try this? Because no one's tested this, we don't know how to do this properly. Whereas now, mm-hmm. if a new strat comes out, everyone's gonna hit PTR. They're gonna practice it. They're gonna get it down, and then they're gonna come to the next next DMF with it. So that that's mm-hmm. why this whole like debate of, uh, around hiding 
blogs and and vods and all that came about but you know the most interesting mm-hmm. thing i saw was um at raid masters i saw tribes was also memeing with the the hiding logs and and vods thing uh, as well but i mean when i looked at it, i thought this is kind of a weird weird one for you guys to do this meme because you guys are hiding strats as well like you guys came to raid masters and purposely did a worse run and you're hiding strats like well why didn't you guys pull out your fancy strats maybe you don't want people copying those strats huh maybe uh yeah maybe because <laughs> tribe i know try like you said tribe actually has alluded to having strategies um I don't know exactly what they are, but like Sarth knows as well. And Sarth is like, you know, he he alluded to it during the cast that he's like, Tribe is probably going to do something that we've never seen anyone do before. And then they just had a regular run. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, yeah, okay, like, wait a second. Like you guys, so, you guys so, lost your right to meme now. You guys are hiding as well. Yeah. Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I mean, maybe they were memeing that they had strategies. Who knows? Yeah, no, yeah, see, the, oh, see, this, see, now we're getting really into the theory of it. Like people are going to start yeah. pretending they have extra towns. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, we, we, uh, anyway. rain, rain we got nothing we got bad brains over here you know <laughs> we don't have extra strategies we got we got nothing man we're, we're just trying to get top three be on the front page by the end of this whole thing which i think we're capable of doing we just gotta make sure that everybody's still motivated come uh next dark moon fair so that's all yeah which will be hard with tbc oh yeah yeah i, I mean okay. the most interesting thing is like uh, if tbc comes out in like well, in like two months or something we only get one more fair like this is like the last this this might mm-hmm. be the last hurrah which is mm-hmm. why everyone's so stressed everyone's pushing for like this last thing because all the things before this this those are kind of like qualifying tournaments really the it, all that matters is who's who's there at the end who won at the end of the phase yep. and that's what that what everyone's practicing for that's why there's so much stress that's why everyone's hiding stuff and and, and no one wants to let let keep keep the cards close to their chest so that no one gets their strats mm-hmm. yeah nobody like Nobody really, uh, what is it? Nobody really wants to be the ones who get knocked out of the top. Um, and they want to stay ahead of the curve. So, like I said, people are racking their brains right now. I have like, there's like crazy fucking theories where I'm just like, okay, what if you leave a, a paladin outside of Fairlina? How many Petri's extra do you have? Can you wrap up the, that skitter and two crypt packs together and actually do another gigapole using just dense dynamite? That type of thing, right? Uh, with Ramsteins being off cooldown. So, Uh, it's stuff like that where i'm like you know my brain is trying to figure out what the next big time save is because shaving off two minutes plus of a time is actually it means that they aren't just having a solid run on what we're currently doing they're adding one to two more things in and i'm even like but my brain is just going like is it that where you have a paladin outside with another petri pool is it where you have somebody uh, or you have everybody on noth because you get a a potion on noth because you speed potion in get the gargoyles etc your potion comes up at the end and off. Are you free action potioning all the way through the gauntlet to Hygen and then everybody's sapring because your sapper's back off cooldown and you don't use it on Hygen uh, to kill the adds, which is kind of useless. You just run into Hygen, or on Noth, sorry. And then you run into Hygen with all the adds on you guys and you free action through. And then you just AOE everything down with sappers, boom, it just blows up and you just start doing the fight. Because that'll save you at least like 10, 15 seconds just in that room, maybe even 20 or 30. So there's stuff like that that my brain is just trying to figure out what it is and what it could possibly be um and trying to string things together because you could do both of those things and then save like a me yeah there's a lot i'm I'm trying to figure (laughs) (laughs) well i mean to to wrap up the the speed running talk before people we start yelling at us again in the comments that um what i would love to see is, is if everyone 
comes with innovative strategies. I, I would love to see a meta where everyone comes in with new strategies. Um, and and mm. you see, like, all these guilds come up with new things, and you don't know who's actually in the lead on these runs. Like, one thing I loved about World First Races is that um, when the next race was there, everyone was almost doing different strategies and routes um, for the most part mm. at the start. So you, you didn't know who was winning. You didn't know what was the ideal strategy. I, I really like it at MMOs when people don't know what's going on because I think it adds an element of, oh, this is new. This is, this is new and interesting. Whereas, like, I, I think it gets a bit stale on speedruns when everyone's doing the exact same strategy, and you know, like... And you can measure, like, oh, they're run, both yeah. here at this time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, I mean, the run's over two minutes in, oh, it's just done. They, they, they can't catch up now, or, or something like that. I mean, as somebody who, like, studies speedruns to compare and learn from, uh, it kind of sucks when people don't do the same thing, because when you're, like, trying to create checkpoints and be like, <laughs> we hit A-bomb wing at 28 minutes... And then we're like, well, noobs hit it at 27 minutes. And I'm like, no, but they'd had, they hadn't actually pulled the free action. Po they didn't do that pull at the start. So we did that one. How much did like, so I'm like, well, you can't measure where we actually are until like patchwork or something. And that's when you can be like, okay, what time do we both pull patchwork? So it's, it's shit like that, where if somebody does like an extra pull or two that other people didn't uh, at the beginning, or they went down a different wing, you have to just find where things line up. And that's like the actual first checkpoint you can have of true comparison. That or you just take wing times and you just add, compare wing times, which I thought was something cool that Raid Masters had done was they took wing times as well as uh, the kill times of bosses. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I mean that that's that's pure and talk. Uh, I promise you guys we wouldn't talk too much about yeah, it. Yeah. So let's let's talk about some TBC stuff. I did see Hell by yeah. the way that uh, <laughs> so one of my guildies messaged me the other day and said, "Hey, did you know that you're on Reddit?" And uh, I'm like, well, I don't submit it oh, to yeah. Reddit. And then they're like, oh, okay, I'll guess, I guess we'll go check it out. And uh, I, I saw that you had been in a fun discussion on, <laughs> on the Reddit thread. Yeah, someone posted uh, the <laughs> bit about Zarin's five warrior melee comp for TBC. And there was some mm -hmm. uh, intense discussion, you could say, on, on Reddit regarding that. And and mm -hmm. this is why I don't really participate in Reddit that much is because uh, Reddit is fun. Reddit is fun. Reddit <laughs> is fun. Reddit is really fun. I I like I am. I will tell you guys straight up. Like I am. Uh, I, okay. Okay. This this is going to be a little like you know background on me. Uh, I was a person who like I frequented 4chan back in the day. I was uh, what people would call a b-tard. Um, I would I would go to 4chan and go to the random section. You know, I participate in forums when I was a kid, and then when Reddit came out, I'd participate in that. And I was like a big Reddit poster and all of that stuff. And then when I got hired by Riot, uh, my boss hated that I would post on Reddit. <laughs> like my boss actually hated that I would post on Reddit. I had so many conversations with him where he would pull me aside and be like, why'd you post on this? And I'm like, what? I'm interacting with them. It's just a positive thing, bro. Like, like, you know what the heck? And then, it, and even when I was like not being snarky or like, you know, that, things like that when i was actually being nice or like you know thanking people and he was kind of like you know just just like keep your distance kind of thing from reddit i'm like but it's the public it's the people we're supposed to be like be interacting with the people about the players i want to be like be up all in that um have the player experience and stuff but i got talked to multiple times for my behavior on reddit so, <laughs> so, so, so but i love reddit so set the context i i clicked on this thread and i'm like oh i wonder what they're saying because the, the, i couldn't find it for a while then i just thought hmm what what controversial things did we say so I just typed in Zyrene and then sorted it by World of Warcraft Classic. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Zyrene from... And, and they, got the, they even got the title wrong, by the way. They said you were in the oh, top yeah, yeah. guild or whatever. 
and, uh, and yeah, then I, I thought I was a troll. Yeah, I, so. I clicked on it, and and there was just a whole bunch of uh, back and forth with you and another guy typing these essay length responses, and I was like, Which "This is why I don't post on Reddit anymore." Now I remember, dude. I that it was it was one of those things where like, um, so as somebody who like uh, is not as much of a public figure anymore, thank mm. God, uh, I find it's okay to get down in the the dirt and like discuss things with people and prove them wrong or go back and forth. But when I was a public figure, it was kind of like, you can't respond to everybody because it's just not scalable. And there's too many people who dislike you, right? Because you think about like, if there's 1%, let's just say there's 1% of the population that doesn't like you, right? Um, and and that's just like being like, you know, oh, only 1% down votes or something like that on like a, a video, whatever. If there's only 1% of the population that dislikes you, as soon as you scale that up to being exposed to like a million people, then that's a lot of people who could type you messages. And then you're just like swamped all day if you respond to them. Uh, and I had learned that you don't actually respond to people who are not being uh, constructive or have genuine feedback. You don't respond to those people because you don't want to, you don't want to teach people that the way to get your attention is be negative. Instead, you should be reinforcing the people who respond positively and say like, this is a great video and stuff like that. You know, you should respond to those people because it'll make them more likely to comment in the future and create a positive feedback loop as opposed to people who have a lot of negative things to say. And you can tell right away that they just don't enjoy what you're doing or they want to get a rise out of you. You oh, don't well, respond Zyrene, to those people. Are you saying that the guy yeah. named, oh my God, what the fuck pwned who, who commented on my Vanish testing video that said, I'm an idiot. Mm. Thunder Fury is not best. Rogues look dumb using it. Is not providing constructive uh, comments to my YouTube video? He's not wrong about the last <laughs> point. And maybe the first point. No, I, I, I love the best part about that comment is it's not even... This, I don't even know what he's talking about. I don't talk about Thunder Fury in an entire video. <laughs> he's just like just an angry guy that just hates Thunder Fury rogues. Yeah, but that's the thing is like as soon as you respond to him and say like, hey, I don't know what's going on here. Like you didn't like I wasn't even talking about Thunder Fury in this video and all of that stuff. And and he'll respond and then you get this back and forth. And instead, it's just like, don't engage that person. They're not being constructive or anything like that. You know, what's really funny is uh, I used to think of it as like you're either being positive or you're being your feedback is either positive or people are like, oh, it's negative feedback. Right. I should. It's, I used to think it's positive or it's growth opportunities, right? Like, oh, you're kind of weak in this area. We sh you should work on this. But somebody recently told me it was like uh, can, criticism or feedback is either positive or it's future positive, where it might feel bad now to hear this feedback, but in the future, it's actually beneficial. So there's positive feedback and future positive feedback. So in anything that you don't feel like is going to be future positive for you, you just ignore I hope your your long conversation. I actually didn't read all of it because I I saw That's your great. replies and I was like, okay, this is this taking up too much time. I don't have to have time to read all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is really funny because at one point the guy was kind of just like just the guy was no longer like attacking the argument. He was attacking the uh the presentation of the argument or the duration of what I was explaining. So. It was like, this is too long kind of thing. And I was like, okay, this is where I'm losing him. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and then, I, was, oh, man. I heard uh, Reddit described to me by, I think it was the Rooster Teeth, way back in the day, the Rooster Teeth podcast, another gaming crew that started out in, in uh, Machinima and such. But uh, they described Reddit as the ultimate 
game of telephone where e- anyone will say anything with complete confidence that they are right even when they are wrong. And, and and if they get enough upvotes, they've just determined like, oh, this must be right. Like like your hair could yep. they could be like, no, Zyrene's hair is actually red. And they will get enough upvotes and and, and someone will be like, are you sure? It's like, yeah, no, trust me, I know his friend's sister. <laughs> it's it's like suddenly the word of the street is like, yeah, Zyrene's hair is actually red. He dyes it because he doesn't want his his red hair to be shown on screen. Well, here's my favorite thing is like that is uh I've kind of watched an evolution of different things that had surrounded me drama wise. Like there was a thing where like I was in a streamer house and there was drama there. And I've looked at like the different like things and presentations of the story from other people who are like, I'm out of the loop. What happened here? And someone explains it to them, gets a lot of yeah. upvotes and it, and it's like, it's not close it's not to good, correct yeah, exactly. at all. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then there's one where like people like uh, speculate about why I left riot. And then there's some people who are like, you know, he got fired. He didn't get fired. Like there's all these different things and they will get up votes. And then the ones that like people don't want to agree with get down votes. So it's like he got, he got fired for the thing where he was late in like October or something. And, and it was just like, they were, they're phasing him out. And I'm like, damn, this is a fucking conspiracy theory and a half, man. Like, holy shit. And so it, there's all these things and people will misquote me and like attribute something to me that way, like a Reddit thread had said, and it was like the number one comment during that drama. So it was really funny how like things get added to a story, like you said, telephone wise, where I, I didn't say this, Reddit said this, and then they put it in my mouth later. And I was like, damn, that's actually so funny. Because like you said, somebody would be like, trust me. And then people would be like, oh, this is part of the story now. So it's really funny to see that. I actually find that so funny. But to go back to like a TBC topic, uh, that composition, with the release of beta, I am becoming more and more confident in that composition's ability, minus or plus a hunter, or minus and plus a warlock, um, to uh, to actually function. Like, I know a lot of bosses have unfriendly mechanics for melee, but right now, even leveling-wise... Um, I'll pull it up like, so right, people can see this card. Yeah, yeah. R- right now, leveling-wise, even, like, melee cleave is doing really well in dungeons right now. Like, really well. Um, because like they don't have to stop for mana. Things aren't dying fast enough in dungeons. They have a lot more HP than people expected. Even with Nax gear, things are dying really slowly right now. Um, compared to like you could pull a, a, a ton of shit before. Uh, so stuff's dying really, really slowly, and the uptime that melee has is actually really high. Uh, and it, the thing is, you'd have to like bring a shadow priest or something into your into your uh, excuse me into your leveling group to really allow like uptime for casters. So it's been this weird kind of uh, place right now where melee is still really good at this point in the game. And I don't know exactly why, right? Uh, that, that, like my theory right now, like I said, is things just aren't dying fast enough in dungeons. It still takes a while, even with Nax gear to kill stuff. Um, and casters are just spending way too much mana on just single targets and, and, uh, and like single pull packs and they have to stop in between. So you know, the, it's a very different game already. The, the interesting thing is uh, uh, Fianzi, who's the rogue class leader at Progress, mm-hmm. he's actually kind of uh, on board with you on, on, on the fact that Fury Warriors might actually legitimately be uh, better than people think in, in TBC. Because um, yeah. he, he's, he's actually benched his rogue for, for now. Uh, he, he's not even sure when he'll play his rogue again because he, he, he believes that Fury Warriors are just going to be actually good. Yeah. 
like and and this is somebody who this is somebody who is really intelligent you know plays rogue obviously very cultured and he's a top rogue as well so you know he's the best of the best in terms of the, the cultured people so i i would trust him right now <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah i mean he doesn't want to play expose armor i think is the idea is he doesn't want to play expose armor and be uh in a raid where you know the the uh, i'll put it this way rogues are one of the top dps classes when they have warglaves if you don't have warglaves you're kind of just struggling and you want to pvp and get your pvp weapons and be like like in my opinion every rogue if you want to raid you have to pvp and pvp at a high level to get your damn weapons so you don't take them from other people because you're probably not going to get them and if you have your own pvp weapons already they the raid can never give you a weapon and then be like okay you're off warglaves now you'll always feed yourself weapons and be able to take warglaves because you're like, oh, look at me for all these phases. I was getting my own weapons. You guys have never had to give me a weapon. <laughs> Hello, warglaves. Thank you very much. And just pass on every weapon until warglaves, legitimately. Like that would be the strategy as the rogue. Um, but I actually think Fury Warriors, uh, people people like talk to me about some things where um, there, there's a rage normalization that happens in TBC. So rage generation currently in Classic is calculated via the damage you do, right? It's just purely almost off the damage that you do. In uh, so, so obviously, world buffs makes it so that not only are you critting, you're just doing more damage with your white hits, etc. So the damage you deal scales with the, uh, or your rage scales with the damage you deal. Now, in TBC, your rage scales with the speed of your weapon. So weapon speed is the term, determining factor in how you generate rage. It's not like how much damage you deal. It's the weapon speed, and that's the normalization there. So like a 2.6 speed weapon will generate X amount of rage. Uh, if it crits, it generates, you know, X times two, whatever. So the rage normalization was something people were like trying to say, like my, my argument here for this composition is completely just dismantled. But looking at it on the beta, the way rage normalization worked when, on release of TBC is it was heavily nerfed. And then they buffed it by at least 25% in the future. So everybody basically got like the, the 41st talent for, uh, for, for arms added to every warrior uh, because they were like, your rage generation is not good enough. Here's some free fucking rage. Everybody generates 25% more rage. Uh, Flurry got nerfed by 5%. But then there's all these other things that go in there that make it so that I, I, I still strongly stand behind this where I think that Fury Warriors are going to be a lot better than people think they are. Um, so it, it seems... It seems like uh, when speed running comes around, which is a very new thing for TBC, but people are definitely going to do it because they're coming out of a speed run where, you know, logs are a thing now. Logs have not existed for um, TBC in almost any way, shape or form, to my knowledge, uh, even like on Endless and stuff like that, right? Like having Warcraft logs be something that is supporting that, uh, it gives people something to compete with. So I heavily believe that speedrunning will be a thing, and then people are going to lean towards some melee compositions. Now, yes, Warlocks are good. Seed of Corruption, I know, exists, right? I know that it doesn't like respect the AoE cap and all of that. So, yes, Warlocks are good. I just don't think the cast times are going to be that like something that people want to lock themselves into while killing comp while, while killing mobs. That's all. But so. yeah, uh, so yeah, for people that want this, uh, it's on the screen uh, again. This is shared in our Discord as well, so. You want to yep. grab this? It's it's in the Discord. So, yeah, I, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, the uh, the lot of talk on your and, and there's actually more yeah. support. Slowly, more and more support for this idea of the melee comp in TBC. Yeah, and like 
that obviously there's going to be some things in this composition that will not hold up. There might be like, maybe you're bringing a shadow priest instead of a holy priest. Maybe having the, the, uh, the circle of healing for the groups is not as important. Maybe the, uh, you don't need the discipline extra, like spell power from spirit talent, right? Well, maybe you just bring about the assassination rogue. Uh, I think uh, it's just listed as assassination. I, I it's assassination. It's assassination because it, it's exposed armor, right? It's kind of the idea. Is you want to have exposed armor in there. You're a combat rogue with forty five with forty one points in combat, but you go to assassination to get exposed armor. So that that's the reason why. It's because it because if you, on this website, if you go to the right hand side, it has a, a combination of like all the things where it's like this composition is lacking this it's lacking this thing it's lacking a survival hunter right even if you put a bunch of hunters in there so you have to put assassination rogue for it to register exp expose armor that's all yeah so that that's why yeah but uh yeah so I i'm curious to see how this will turn out i think uh on the topic of the beta which uh would be the main thing people probably want us to talk about today mm -hmm. uh i know you're not in the beta zarin because you you declined to be in the beta so yeah. uh, the beta's out. It's out. People are playing it. What are your thoughts on yeah. who should and shouldn't be in beta? Because personally, as like like for me, as as a, I, I know people are saying this is the streamer invite phase because it's it's like ninety percent uh, a lot a lot of people in there are just the streamers. And as a streamer that didn't get in, uh, am I salty a little bit? Yeah, sure, sure. But on the other hand, I actually understand that it's a marketing play to get a lot of streamers in there to get the word of mouth out, like. I understand that. I understand the play. Um, although, personally, I think they should also invite some top theory crafting people who can test things properly. Um, mm -hmm. Like, for example, uh, Steppenwolf, who, who runs the Warrior Discord, who's super theoretical, analytical. It'd be really great if these people could get into beta as well and start testing things right away so that we can see like how things work, what, what, what's broken, what's not broken. Um, mm -hmm. Versus just a streamer crew. That is mostly in there right now, but uh, yeah. Well, what what are your thoughts? So my thoughts are that the people who should be in the TBC beta are the streamers and the people who will provide genuine feedback and bug reports. So people who will like they understand their class and they may have played um, back in the day and they're playing the same class or something like that. Like for me, it'd be like if I played Rogue again, I could be like, hey, wait, they, this feels different than what it did back then. Um, uh, or play like Holy Paladin and be like, this feels different. So people who, I, that's kind of what I would say is the most beneficial for Blizzard is from a game standpoint, people will provide actual feedback and bug reports and help them tune the game or help them make the game more like it was back then. Uh, and then people who are streamers, but also, here's here's the kicker. If you have only a finite amount of betas to send out, not saying they do, I'm saying they could literally invite everybody if they wanted to. But if, if you were only inviting X number of people, your bis, your, your, kind of your bis or your best thing to do is to get the streamers who are currently not playing World of Warcraft to play. So, for example, somebody like Asmongold, who is not currently dedicating his time to Classic WoW, right? He hasn't been dedicating his time to Classic WoW. He's been like, you know, it's boring, the content's done kind of thing. Uh, that that's actually who they should be appealing to. Is that something that I agree with from a like moral standpoint? No. Is it something I agree with from a business standpoint? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because the way the way that sponsorships work is 
for example, Snowmi, if you're using a fantastic Shure mic uh, and you love this thing, and I'm Shure Microphones, I'm not going to sponsor you because you're already using my product for fucking free. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go sponsor Shroud, who's using a different microphone, and tell him that he has to use the microphone, show it on his stream, etc. And he doesn't have to talk about it or anything like that, but people will ask who the microphone is, have it in the description below, boom. And I will pay him to use it. Right? I don't have to pay you, you to use microphone because you're already using it and love it. People think that like because someone already loves a product, you'd be like, oh, I love this. You guys should sponsor me and I'll, I'll preach it to people. And it's like, <laughs> you already do that for free, sir. What are you going to do? Change microphones away from one you like? I don't think so. And that's how companies work, right? That's how sponsorships work is they sponsor the people who aren't using their product to use their product. Who And those people have enough of a reach that it matters. Uh, Logitech, I'm not using any Logitech products right now. If you want, you want to hit <laughs> yeah. me up. Uh, the, the podcast needs sponsors. Hey, hey, we, we did 17,000 views first first episode, Logitech. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't. And what you do is you don't sponsor the people who are already using that stuff for free. Um, what you can do, though, like what you can do is let's just say I have, uh, you know, I, I really love peanut butter. I love this Jif peanut butter. Um, <laughs> I like that you just have the right? peanut butter just sitting there. Hey, 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 don't judge me. Anyway, uh, so so let's say I love Jif peanut butter, right? Uh, what you can do instead is if you have like, you know, uh, my friend did this with a water bottle and they were a big streamer, is they actually put duct tape over the label when they used the thing so that people didn't actually know what it was. So they were using a thing called Hydro Flask and they yeah. love the Hydro Flask, but yeah, they actually, yeah, see, exactly. They, they'd use a Hydro Flask. But what they did is they taped over the logo on their stream. So, because they weren't being paid to use it, so they actually oh, never told brain. anyone. They never told anyone what their water bottle was, and they never showed it on stream. Uh, in terms of what the uh, the water bottles company was, and it's the same reason that um, uh, what is it? Uh, on the LCS on our water bottles, they bring us like a big thing of like water bottles for casting and stuff, and you always have to take the label off of it. You always take the label off of the water bottle. Just done, and you would drink through. You drink water bottles that had no label on them. I don't know what brand it was, whatever. It's just water. Uh, can we get water normally? Yeah, absolutely. But the thing was, is you didn't want to ever show a label on stream for two reasons. One, you don't know if that company wants to be associated with that, right? They don't know. We don't know if Arrowhead Water wants to sponsor the LCS or if they have some moral like thing where they actually don't like us. Uh, and they don't pay us for it. When if we wanted to, like an official water sponsor of the LCS would actually be something that somebody would pay to do. So there's tiny little things like that with sponsorships and that's why like you know thinking from a business standpoint i understand why the streamer click is in the tbc yeah. beta right i understand it it is the best business move they can do is to get those guys to do it because they also don't have to pay them to do it because you know that asmongold will go play wow tbc you don't have to pay him for it you just have to give him the beta because it's good content for him right what's good for the goose is good for the gander give it to people who are going to play classic beta or classic TBC and interested in it and have a large audience. That's who you give it to. So if you have a finite amount, you give it to those people. I mean, the, the one thing that did disappoint me though, because I, I completely agree. I, I'm again, I don't have the beta blizzard. Please let me in. Um, they, but as someone that missed out, I still understand that. Hey, like, yeah, I understand. Like you got to give it to Asmogo. You got to give it even some people that don't even play well that you give it to them because you get exposure and mm -hmm. such. But the one thing that did disappoint me a little bit was that it seemed that, their list for who they gave it to might be old even. Because um, looking at some of the... Like, I won't name names because I don't want to send any hate to anyone else or anything mm -hmm. like that because it's not their fault that they got invited to the beta or whatever. But mm -hmm. uh, it seems like... It almost seems like their list was a little bit old as well because I saw some people on the list where I was like, wait, 
Does this guy even stream? Uh, I'm not even sure if this guy's even, even playing WoW or, or anything like that or, or like would have any interest in even doing it. Um, it felt like, they, like maybe they got like a six month plus old list of just, oh, these are streamers with numbers above X and then we'll, we'll put them into the beta. But uh, yeah, at least that's how it seemed uh, from my point of view. Yeah, uh, I, I don't really have that point of view. I don't know if it's old or not. I mean, people have applied for the beta for a bit. And I mean, as somebody who would be handing out beta invites, you, you kind of only get to look for the popular people, I guess. Right. It's like, am I really going to go and find Snowmi's main on fucking <laughs> what are you white well, main I or mean, something? I mean, the, and, like the, enable the that account was, like, uh, what was the, the, there were some popular streamers like like I, I thought for sure Tetsu would get an invite. Uh, but yeah. he did uh, later. No. no. No, he no. didn't. Tetsu didn't. Wait, have somebody an told me. Oh, Tetsu yeah. told me he got. Uh, oh, somebody told me he got an invite later because he came into my stream and said he didn't get an invite and nobody in progress got an invite. And I was like, that's yeah. really weird because yeah, I would no give Tetsu in, an invite yeah. instantly. Yeah, I would actually. I, I think Tetsu is one of the people who should be invited, even because his audience is actually pretty large. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, he's like a good actually, stream numbers. Like, uh, yeah. I was really shocked because, like, for me, I'm like, okay, like a 100, 150 viewer streamer. It's like, okay, uh, maybe I'm on the bottom rungs of of. of of getting a invite but like a tetsu who gets you know like three thousand plus viewers sometimes i, I was mm -hmm. like well, and, and a main classic wow well, why why are you not wanting this guy in your beta i was, yeah, I was surprised and, and, but that's the thing is like um league of legends has this thing and i always tie it back to this because i think there's a lot of parallels between blizzard and riot games because you know they take cues off each other uh the league partner program is something that they came up with where they give back to the creators who have given to their game and even small creators. So they hold tournaments with just these creators. They, they try to give them support, whether it's, you know, people ask them how to run their stream or whatever. Uh, it's just some, it's a thing where it's like they are rewarding brand loyalty, right? Which is something that sponsors do not do. Sponsors do not reward brand loyalty. They reward people who, you know, have large audiences and can give them, traction right so it's basically like if i tap you on the shoulder and go hey snow me so i'm a really big company and you're a really small streamer you're gonna help me that doesn't use logitech I, like, products like, yeah, yeah but it's really <laughs> strange that somebody would tap you and go we're we're a big company we're gonna help you out kind of thing right companies go to people and go that person's gonna help me right it's the same thing mm -hmm. with like when you try to get a job right they want to know what you can do for them instead of them giving you a handout. A job is not a handout, right? You're there to help the company and that's the best way to get a job is to show them that you're going to help them in some way, shape or form or be valuable to them. They want you, not you want the job. That's how you get a job. Um, so with these types of things, I, I feel like obviously it's good for them to do it this way, uh, that they should be looking at the people who are going to help them. So, but Tetsu, um, I definitely think would help them. So it's yeah, really strange. Yeah, it's really, really. That's why I was thinking like, is this list from like six months ago? Because maybe Tetsu's numbers weren't as big like six months ago or like that that's the thing that weirded me out with that but like I, I totally understand Blizzard's thing I just hope that they increase the numbers because it seems like from the beta streams I've been watching the numbers of the people actually even in the beta has been has been dropping a lot there's a lot of people that played it for one day and and haven't really touched well, it since and it's like because well, because it takes a long time to level people yeah. were like oh you know it, it, I'm getting boosted all the time I forgot what it's like to actually level one to sixty and like yeah, it actually takes a long time to level. Like, Joker is like what level sixty three right now, sixty four. My Taz is like sixty four, and these guys are playing ever since it released and like barely sleeping. It's it's pretty hard. 
to get all the way up to 70. Like people thought it was going to be fast and like all the content's there. Leveling is still a large portion of the game. So uh, that's the thing that I think people kind of underestimated. And people don't, a lot of people don't really like leveling because once they get up there, there isn't really people to level with. So you, you, you play with your friends and that type of thing. But yeah, there's already been some, <laughs> there's already been some like some drama on the uh, the beta server, which I found really funny. Wait, 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 wait. Um, what, what drama? I'm not. I'm not oh, oh, okay. Drama. So, um, uh, there is a there is a a person in um in uh in rain that was uh, ganking a other well known person, oh, no. uh, <laughs> and that person found the member on rain in Discord and messaged him, <laughs> and basically told him, you know, hey man. Would be would be a shame if you lost your beta. And he's oh, like, God. "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "I don't know, man. People talk, and they said you're doing sketchy things. Just be careful out there, man. Looking out for you." <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, but yeah, on those, on... The, 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 so the, he doesn't know the person he was talking to is a fucking G, like works at Blizzard. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> <laughs> would be a shame to lose your beta. <laughs> Oh god. But um <sighs> you know I I was more uh, like um sad about missing out on the beta at first but then uh this this ties in the next topic is that the more I learned about the beta um the more I feel like it's just it's it's, it's not ready or it's like a super super early beta because man uh there's a lot speed? of things broken in the beta like a lot yeah. of things that aren't working like people in the chat are mentioning the XP values are not in like the 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 cap on AOE uh, numbers and uh there's, there's yeah god like the list goes on and that's like a super long list you can list out of just all the things yeah. that are just broken in beta right now it's like it's like AOE cap is not working correctly it does your damage does go down slightly but you know spell power scales so well with things like Blizzard right now that even when they introduce the AOE cap Blizzard's still going to be a really good spell to AOE with um while leveling uh the the there's like engineering grenades aren't working they're fizzling um and the other one that i can think of off the top of my head is if you jump and get cc'd while you're jumping you dc from the game oh so i didn't hear about that one that's weird yeah yeah so if you jump and get like cheap shotted by a rogue you dc so yeah <laughs> i mean that uh... might be what they thought he, they, they, that might be what they thought he was doing sketch wise because when he ganked them and they were moving and jumped and he's cheap shotted them they dc'd so might have been that but yeah if you if you get cc'd while jumping you dc from the game yeah um as well as that the phasing uh is kind of like it's all over the place it's really hard to get valid information on beta right now i was really mm -hmm. hoping as a, like a theory crafting guy to get a lot of confirmations on what is and isn't in beta and things but the phasing, so I'll show it on the screen. Um, like, there's a lot of weird things, like, like for example, this, the gladiator weapons are on there for 40 marks right now. Uh, <laughs> on the vendor, that there's, there's a lot of weird things where we don't know, like, what, what phase is this uh, even? Like, it, it seems like this is a mix of different phases on the beta. We, we don't really know what's going on. There's the, the changes that are on there aren't final, so one of the things 
I want to talk about is the whole drums thing. Mm. It's it's definitely oh, wait, not wait, final wait, wait. because I want to I, I want to address one more thing. Sorry, yeah. say um, Clyde said you were aware they are sixty four because it's capped to sixty four, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm aware of that because like Joker's been trying to level and he's sixty three and a half, and I don't know if he hit sixty four last night, but that's still like slower than what I was saying. Like people were expecting to level, right? Uh, and the 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 later levels only take longer and longer. So if you like take classic for example. And how quickly people hit 60, you know, within like a, a week or something like that, or a few days, um, 70 is going to take about the same amount of time. And people really didn't think it was going to take the same amount of time. But I believe it does take the same amount of time to go from 1 to 60 as it takes to go from 60 to 70. That or it's very, very close to the amount. And I know that the amount it takes to go from 1 to 60 does get nerfed. So that it doesn't take as much. But yeah, it's it's a longer grind than people expected it to be. Uh even just based off of what you guys are like, what you have right now. So yeah, no, I'm aware that it's capped to 64. It's just the fact that uh, people have taken so long to get to 64 or 63 even uh, is surprising to me. Now, the first two levels I've seen people breeze by in like two to in like one day, um, but it only gets harder from there. And I think the questing areas do get a little bit better um, as you get into Outland a little bit more. Some of the questing areas are better. And as you get access to like, uh, uh, you know, flight paths and stuff it should should be okay especially as people get into nagrand which is a great area um maybe like 65 will go by fast but we'll see we have to see ultimately yeah uh, well i mean uh, it goes back to the whole thing that we we don't know like what changes are even final and what's what's still to come because from the look of the beta it, it's like uh the, the rumor was that they just delayed it an extra week already from when it was supposed to launch because it just it just wasn't ready and from the looks of these drum changes, right? Like th these have have been a hot topic for the last week. Is that um, they they remove they nerfed the original drums, but then they added in a greater drums. But the greater drums just re-put back in what the old drums kind of were. So w w these changes do nothing really in the end of the day. So people are speculating. Okay, these these have to be like they must be halfway in the midst of changing. Don't they cost and, more? Yeah, yeah. There's there's more cost. But um, again, this isn't going to stop anyone from doing the drum meta yeah. if it's, it's still like this. So it's really weird. We, we don't really know what's final, what's not final, and what changes are still to come. I would assume, looking at the drum changes though, is that this isn't final and there's still there's going to be something that we haven't seen yet because otherwise nothing changes here. In the yeah, scheme. otherwise nothing changes, like you said. Um, and, and I was talking with people about this stuff where like, you know, if, if it's a 30 second cooldown and it's a uh, sorry, it's 30 second duration, two minute cooldown. Everybody in your group has to have drums of battle, right? Uh, all the four, at least four people. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, but that fifth person doesn't have to go leatherworking. And I'm like, actually, they still do for two reasons. One, if somebody in your group dies, you still want to keep the rotation up. And two, they can instead use a drum of war and give people spell power and AP, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have four drums of battle and one drum of war in your group. Right. Or they use the drum that gives movement speed to people during a movement speed part of a fight. So there's there's a fifth drum that you should have in your group for utility or extra damage, which is, is something that, you know, it means everybody in the raid will have to go leatherworking, like literally every single person. Um, and you'll probably le be leatherworking engineering uh, for a lot of classes. Like I know tanks are going to have to go leatherworking engineering after they go jewel crafting and in, uh, enchanting. So it'll be really fun having to level up enchanting every time <laughs> I get new 
rings. And it'll be really fun that I have to level up jewel crafting and get all these new jewels and put them into my gear and then drop jewel crafting. It'll be really fun. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> it's it's going to be absolute shit and I'm going to hate my life. So, yeah. I mean, to be honest, though, maybe it's something that will be good for the game because it'll be something that people have to sink a lot of money into. I don't know. Because right now, there's not a lot of gold sinks in the game, and that's why everybody has so much damn gold. Uh, but having to level up enchanting and then like keep doing this for the min-max stuff means we're going to have to have a lot of gold. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, uh, the question is, uh, what do you actually want to see done in the beta? Because uh, with, with how unfinished the beta is looking at this early, early stage, um, people are losing hope of the of the the may slash drum June for all launch because uh oh, we, oh, that. We, we don't know when it's gonna be we don't we don't know when it's gonna be ready because there's, there's a lot of work they need to do from the look of things there's a lot of work that has to be yeah. done if no, they want it ready. no i have faith but at the same time you know it, it really depends on how many developer resources they're putting this way because you know wow classic doesn't have that many uh developer resources because mm -hmm. blizzard's a large company and you know they, they keep having layoffs in different like esports areas and stuff so that doesn't really affect like this too much but it's more like the company is downsizing and trying to just make sure everybody's worth their salt and they aren't wasting money anywhere so their teams are basically as large as they have to be right or as small as they can be uh, and this is one of those things where it's like, I don't think they have extra resources to throw its way and they would instead do something like they did with Shadowlands where they would delay it. Right. Um, like Shadowlands was legit, like delayed for a month or two. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think Blizzard would do that. And because they've already done that once with Shadowlands and people have been okay with it and happy that they did it to have a better game on release. I, I think they would totally do it. So I, it may get pushed back. Uh, but I mean, uh, to wrap up the drum stuff, uh, what what are your thoughts? Do you think they'll? Uh, well, what do you think still to come? Do you think there's still stuff to come? I hope so because currently this this this, this it, is no drum not, change. It's literally not a change. Yeah. It's literally not a. It, it's it's literally the same thing, but with mini drums on the way up. Like no, it does it doesn't do shit. Like it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. Like so the thing that frustrates me about drums in general is just the fact that everyone's locked into leather working. Okay, right now in speedrunning. Everybody is locked into engineering, yes. But engineering is fucking fun. Yeah. Like grenades, using sappers, all that shit. And it's a PvP profession too, so it's not just used in PvE. And you can actually use it in like, you know, people are going to go engineering if they want to like, you know, get a song flower easily, right? And like rocket helm people or even like be a purge asshole. Like people will spec in engineering because it's fun, has a PvP element to it, and it's required in PvE. So yes, maybe it's a dominant profession, absolutely. But it's fun and it has a lot of creative things you can do and a lot of things that you can like kind of do to like boost your damage in raids and also kind of find clever ways to which to use it. Here it's literally press drum. 30 seconds later, you press drum. You you 30 seconds later, you 30 seconds after him. And then back to me. Me press drum. Me press drum good. And that's all it is. It's just a drum rotation. It's not fun. It's not gonna give anybody any skill expression. And that's the thing, is it's just boring. It's boring. It's boring as fuck. And it's just tedious and it's just busy work. And it's just another thing to add that is not going to allow players to feel like they, like, it's just busy work. That's the thing. It's not going to feel like you're creative or you've done something meaningful, right? That's that's the thing with drums. And I hate that. Well, I mean, the thing about game design is like, people always say like, oh, but it adds another element of, of skill expression or things like that. But at, 
at the end of the day, you also have to think of like the fun element because it would be harder for you to raid right now if the screen just randomly blacked out every five seconds. But but would that be more fun for you? Probably not. Uh, no. I don't think that would no. add to the <laughs> game. So it's it's like it's, things can can make the game more challenging and such, but they, they don't you don't necessarily want things that make the game unfun at the same time. Yeah, and like in League of Legends, it's champion design where it can be really fun for somebody to play the champion, but not really fun to play against it, right? So it's like, so one one out of nine people are having fun with this. It's like, how many people are having fun with drums? Not many. Oh, and you just wait. Is, you just wait, Zarine. That that zero nine Yasuo <laughs> is gonna hit his ten depth power spike, and then, <laughs> and then he'll he'll catch up. Yeah, yeah, but before that point, all of us were having fun, <laughs> except his teammates. Um, so the the thing is, is with the drum changes, is or what they they're doing here is the two changes people are hoping for are either one that you don't require leatherworking to use them, and then everybody can just get drums and have another profession that they don't have to lock themselves into, and it can be enchanting or jewel crafting or whatever, and they you don't have like profession alts because people are just gonna have profession alts like now at this point that can do things and like gather and all that shit. It's basically requiring you to have more than one character that can gather. Um, to to kind of feed yourself gold um and and the or even just like you know enchant other people's shit uh and when you you sorry i guess the changes either you want them to not require leather working or the other changes you want it to have like people were talking about like a tinnitus thing where people can't use drums for two minutes in the group when they've been affected by drums kind of like being satiated right yeah. so yeah, so I, I don't know. I hope we see those changes go in because I, I hope this is just that they just haven't got the time to put it in yet and then we'll see since beta super yeah, early. This, this is a joke. This is a joke. Like, <laughs> if Blizzard only does this, it will be a fucking meme of some changes. Literally is the illusion <laughs> of changes. But that I is think all the, this is. The community would lose your mind if this was the this, this was the big change. It, it's a joke. Like, <laughs> This this would harm my faith in Blizzard yeah. to handle the game when they had just earned it, right? They had just earned it and been like, oh, we're listening to you guys. You know, Classic was no changes, but now we're saying some changes. And I'm like, is this what fucking some changes is? Like, it's a fucking joke. It's a joke, dude. Like, this is a joke and a bad one at that. Holy moly, dude. It is, it is, it is bad. It is literally just you added greater to the beginning of drums and then you just made the other drums worse. Then that's it. Like it, it is mind-boggling. And if this is what it is, I, I I would be shocked. Somebody just posted something six minutes ago with leather working. What is this? Oh, okay. Wait, let's see. Let's see. Uh confirmed leather working drums have been a hot topic since we first started working on Burning Crusade since they would make leatherworking feel mandatory. In the first few patches of, well, of original Burning Crusade, the drums had a cast time and smaller radius, which limited their effective use. Leatherworking was an unattractive profession at the time, so the drums were improved in patch 2.3. That led to the fond memories we all have of drum rotations as one of the added layers of teamwork in later Burning Crusade encounters. Oh no! Right now in the Burning Crusade beta, all leatherworking drums now have an uncommon and rare, i.e. greater version. Our current thinking is that the greater versions will be acquired via recipe drops from Zal Oman. While it's true that we're generally planning to implement items and spells and maps and everything else in the Apache 2.4.3 state, this one stood out as something we should make an exception for. 
By default, we don't want to change the behavior of items from patch to patch, so we think the right thing to do is introduce the graded drums as a new item so that the behavior of the original item doesn't have to change. Wow. Okay, so for those who don't know, what this means is you're going to have an eight-yard range drum until phase four. Because Zolomon is the phase four content. I believe the first phase is Kara, <laughs> Grohl, and Magtheridon. Second phase is Tempest Keep, Serpent Shrine Cavern. Third phase is Hyjal and Black Temple. Fourth phase is Zolomon. And fifth phase is Sunwell. So this means that you, up until after Black Temple, will only have an eight-yard range drum. That's the change they're doing. I, I, Melee stacking is on the menu, boys! <laughs> I don't know what to say about this. What does this change? Why? I, I I'm just speechless. I don't even know what to say about this. This is to preserve the. This is this is to preserve the experience of the game, right? This is to preserve the experience of the game for the beginning of it. Because back in the day, people thought like drums sucked, and then they didn't go them until they got buffed in like like the same two point three. This because they're releasing it in the the final stage, the final version of the game. They're just saying we're going to preserve the experience of up to Black Temple the way it was where people weren't opting into drums. But I think this is a little bit... Uh, Underestimating the sweatiness? Yeah, I, I was, I was going to say, I think this is a little bit um, optimistic, a little too optimistic that they think this is going to dissuade people from going drums. Because drums work the way they do and give you a damage bonus, people will still go them. It just means that your healer is probably going to have to get within eight yards of the fucking group that they're going to buff, you know? So you will probably have dedicated melee uh, and dedicated ranged groups. Oh, uh, I'm not looking forward to this. Uh, All right, KVAX. KVAX, how much, how much do I owe you? I'm going to get my checkbook out for this mainly stacking composition. Like, any KVAX? <laughs> oh, Jesus. I just... uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be weird. Uh, is it this this actually like this makes me want to change my comp my comp a little bit because uh, you know how like my composition has um four melees in a group and then like yeah. a hunter. Uh, this probably means that the four melees are gonna be the ones using drums and the hunter will be the one using maybe like a uh the speed drum or something for in between pulls or they'll use a drum of restoration or they'll use like a drum of uh, battle for the ap before the pull they'll be like using drums at the very beginning right yeah uh so they'll like walk up and as they're pulling with misdirect they'll probably drums their group for something right so that that's kind of what i think it is uh might bring 25 leather, leather workers still otherwise you're just having the four people in your group who are going to be in melee uh be the ones using drums so yeah i would actually see this composition actually functions with drums almost perfectly already the current the current state right Man, this... so you have two you have two range groups and then you have three melee groups so yeah uh, it feels man it, it, this just feels so disconnected from the reality of, yeah. of, of what will actually oh. happen it's like the, the, the it's a nice oh. sentiment but this this isn't gonna work i i, I don't feel this is gonna work and, a, a for effort a for effort yeah. all right yeah. you know uh, but the thing is, is all this. So what this is genuinely going to do for the sweaty people and the speedrunners is this is going to make people still go 
for drums. It just means that you have to now dedicate at least four melee or four ranged in your group. So you will have dedicated melee and ranged groups. Having a mixed melee ranged group is just not going to be a thing. It's going to be too hard for them to function. You have to walk up before you use your drums kind of thing. So you're not going to have like a 3-2 melee range split. You're going to have to have four melee or four ranged in each group. That, that's what I see this doing. This All this does is this locks groups down a little bit more into certain types of damage or certain types of uh, just range distribution. That's all this does in my mind. Oh, and so. there's going to be a lot more raging when people don't keep in range and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone, exactly. Someone in chat says everyone's just going to be running around with range 8 now <laughs> because that's just going to be the requirement. 8 is so small. Oh, my God. Eight is so small. You know what I would actually do here is I'd probably just mark the people in my group. So it's literally going to be Cthulhu positioning, but you're just like, all right, you know, the group five is star group four. You guys, if you want drums, you group around orange, the group around circle. You guys are going to be triangle group three, group two is going to be, you know, moon. It's like, yeah, I'll use five marks on my groups to show like where they need to stand during an encounter. And if I have to use more than, you know, three marks in an encounter, oh no, <laughs> people will lose their marks now. Uh well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. man! Well, are they uh, going to make them have a cast time? Are they going to have cast time? Man, uh, remember when, earlier when we were saying how some things uh, make the game more challenging but less fun? Th this seems like an exact an example of that in in action. More so challenging but thing. less fun. Well, yeah, that, but the thing is, it's more challenging, less fun, because we're going to try to squeeze everything we can out of it. What they did is they made the ease of access of people using drums harder. It didn't make it so they aren't going to use them. They didn't nerf them. It's just harder to use them, and people are just going to still do that. So uh, I think Tetsu's probably pretty happy right now because he said he was... <laughs> Tetsu's a drum <laughs> drum fan? Yep. <laughs> I mean, he was somebody who was a fan of swapping professions and being locked into them and having to like min-max and get, be rewarded for dropping, leatherworking, picking up enchanting, and then doing it over again. So I think he's probably pretty happy about this. It does add like a skill element. It also adds people to, you know, uh, get, get get upset at. So, oh man. Uh, yeah, oh, well. they, they, somebody, Madness Box in chat says, people probably won't use them if they're more annoying to use. Papega. And uh, <laughs> like, no, that that just isn't true. Um, it... it Here's how it works is if you're in a top guild and it's annoying to use, you're fucked because you have to still use them. And if you choose not to use them, you're probably getting kicked. So, yeah, that that's all it is, is, you know, how that that there's some people who like um, it, it's like annoying to do like certain things like level up engineering, drop engineering, pick it up again, swap it. And it's like, yeah, you have to do that if you want to be in a top guild. So you have to go leather working here and use your drums on a rotation in party chat if you want to be in a top guild. So. Just because it's annoying does not mean people aren't going to do it. Yeah, especially since raid raid rosters are, are shrinking. Like you are going to have other raids, but if you want to be in that the speed run raid team one when they go for that speed run raid, you know you're the max sweaty. Yep. All right. So so what are the comments? There's already ten comments on this, right? Like what 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 is the initial knee jerk reaction of the community? To someone wants tinnitus. Well, yeah. Well, that sucks. Really doesn't fix things. Oh god, the community is going to have a field day on this one. Absolutely well, yeah, the it, wrong it, take. It's still mandatory, right? Yeah. Like if your goal is to not make it mandatory, this is not the change. 
Guess I'm rolling leather working. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, like, uh, so you want drums to be mandatory anyway, and the nonsense you said about them not being mandatory was a lie. This will 100% still have leather working be mandatory in top guilds. They just uh, stack for the effect, right? Yeah. No, th this actually just helps me more. <laughs> You know what? This, this helps me more. This just makes me worried. This just makes me lose a little bit of confidence in Blizzard that they thought this was something that could work. Yeah. And, and Madness Box says, I just wish Blizzard gave reasoning for their decisions like ever. They just did. But their reasoning is wrong. They they said, we want to make leatherworking not mandatory and we're going to have it scale and then later in Sunwell, it'll be mandatory. It's like, because drums sucked, we're going to make them suck at the start. It's like, just because they suck doesn't mean we won't fucking use them. No, just, it, they didn't suck. Like that, That's the thing that I think is out of touch with uh, the original comment, if you go back to Kvax's thing, was he said that people weren't using leatherworking near the start of TBC at all because they were just annoying to use. People weren't that tryhard back then. The game has changed. And this was my point with like, there is a difference between classic and a difference between uh, vanilla, right? Classic World of Warcraft people didn't min-max the same way. Or sorry, in, in vanilla World of Warcraft, people didn't min-max the same way. In classic, it's a different game because an MMORPG is influenced by the people who play it and how they play it. It directly influences you. So it is a different game. It is the same game from Blizzard, but it is played differently. Therefore, it is a different game because it's an MMORPG. So here, to think that this would stop people in this day and age in 2021 is absolutely just, it, it is head in the dirt, like you you were full on, what is it, emu, ostrich, like you're full on ostrich right now, just trying to think that this is going to work. It's not. It's not going to work. I just don't even know who had this idea. You could ask almost any classic player and the first thing they would say, this isn't going to work. <laughs> this is not going to no. work. Uh, which no. speaks to the point is like, guys, get get guys like Tetsu, get get sweaty players into the beta who with big following so they can they can tell you that this is this is dumb. This isn't going to mm -hmm. work. Uh... Now, 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 if let, let's, let's just assume, okay, let's just assume that this is good. God, I was about to be like, okay, let's, let's, let's have a scenario where what if what we heard earlier about them being raid wide and this are both true. If those assumptions are both true, what happens? I'm like, well, now you have four people in your range stack who have leather working and four people in your melee stack who have leatherworking. And then you have four more in each stack for drums of war and battle. So 16 leatherworkers out of your 25 still. Right? Or I guess eight? Yeah, times two, 16. So yeah, you'd have 16 leatherworkers out of your 25 still. So mandatory? Yeah, still over 50% of your raid has to have it. But... Well, you know, uh, the, the thing that annoys me sometimes with, with these Blizzard things is that I feel like... A lot of times they do get the change right in the end, but a, yeah. a lot of the times the change comes like six months too late or they figure things out mm -hmm. so, so far down the line where it's like, come on, Blizzard, you, you could have done this six months ago. You could have fixed it right the first time. I just, it sounds like if they want to emphasize the kind of extra for the set times, mm. uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, well, it's I mean, disconnected this... from the player base. I don't think it's disconnected from the player base. I think it's disconnected from the reality of the game and how it's played <laughs> now. Like the 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 disconnected from the player base would be like you know they aren't listening or anything like that. This is just they got it wrong.
Like they, they don't understand their own game and what makes things good and what makes people take things. That, that's what I think it is, right? Because it's not the same game as it was back then because it's just played by different people, right? Different people play it a different way. Uh, yeah. And that's frustrating. That's yeah. frustrating. I know that, what that's that to is, add on this. It's just like everyone's that, just going to be pissed. Like, <laughs> like, that, is, that is frustrating. That is a letdown. And as much as that helps me in my melee composition, like function, like it actually looks like I made the composition for these fucking drums, to be honest, like when I look at it. But it just, it, I, I'm still not even happy with that. That feels like I'm just going to be locked into it and it's not really even a change. It's just annoying. Uh, Ugh. 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 See, okay. at, that, at that point, at that point, at this point, just give me the fucking other drums back where it's 40 <laughs> yards. Just, just give me the other drums back. You're literally like... This is your plan, How about no change? How about no changes, bro? How about no changes, okay? Like, this... Just give me the other drums back at that point. Come uh, on. See, this is the plan. This is the plan. They're just going to mess things up so much that everyone will stop asking for Classic Plus. They're just going to well, go back in time, back to the no changes train. Uh, <laughs> they were they were like yeah they're they're like they're like wow we said no changes you guys got mad about that you want changes you want some fucking changes here's some changes man <laughs> they're gonna be like, whoa, whoa, stop <laughs> we, wait wait <laughs> i didn't ask for this <laughs> no no more changes please put the belt away blizzard please oh god oh <sighs> we told you we didn't want those changes we told you dude it's it, it, it's it's like that meme it's you know that meme where like the the dad opens the door and he's got like a belt or something yeah, it's that one where the dad pops through the door, except the dad's head is Blizzard. <laughs> it's like, it's changes time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Blizzard, please. <laughs> no changes. No changes. <laughs> changes time. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, man. Holy shit. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, I guess we'll see what the community reaction is, but uh, we kind of already know what's what's gonna go happen there. Yeah, uh, I I don't know anyone who's gonna be happy with this because I think everybody. I think <laughs> if everyone's like, unhappy, think, no I one's uh, unfair. It's not unfair to anyone if everyone's just sad. I, I like how like these are the these are the changes that like. You know, working at Riot Games, people would be like, how could a designer think this was a good choice? It's like, I actually think people internally in Blizzard, and here, here's the thing where like working at a video game company, I can tell you guys, when a company does something and like balance or whatever, as like a commentator or in esports, literally everybody in that in that building would be like, what the fuck is this? What is this change? This is not good for the game at all. And then you have to like go on Slack and like message them and be like, what the fuck is this? I'm pretty sure at Blizzard right now, Whoever's in charge of this stuff is probably getting a ton of Slack messages like, hey, you, let's put a one-on-one -on, -one on your calendar. I'm going to explain to you like why I don't think this is good. You know, I, your heart's in the right place type thing. You're probably missing the mark here. A lot of corporate lingo, <laughs> lingo being thrown around. A lot of jargon. Just kind of to say I'm mad, but, you know, I don't. <laughs> let's talk about this. I, I'm not so, mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, which is absolutely worse. So I expected better of you. And so like Blizzard as an entire company, this is not something where I go like, e even the person typing this post, KVAX is probably like, fucking God damn it. Like <laughs> try, <laughs> typing this up, like, uh, like not trying to, he's like, this is the choice they made and just ship it. So I don't blame like the people, I don't blame Blizzard as a whole. It's a really like blanket thing to do. I think just the person or people or the small team in charge of this is 
just off the mark. And hopefully they correct. Hopefully they see the feedback and listen. Um, because this is not the change that people want or the change that's going to work. Right. Yeah. So. Well, uh, I guess moving on, we've said what we can on that. It's just disappointing. Madness Box has been saying a lot of things where it's just like, I think that where it's like, why, like who on this team thought this was the change or this was what's going to happen? <laughs> like, like they, they obviously went back and said, your drums sucked back in the day and people didn't really use them. So they did their research, right? But then they went, so this is what we're going to do to them. We're going to make another drum that is available here at this point. And it's like, okay, around the time that drums got buffed. Okay, yeah, okay. So how is this really going to work? Because even though drums sucked back then, just because people didn't use them didn't mean they sucked. It just meant people didn't realize how good they were. Now, if you go back to uh, original classic World of Warcraft, vanilla, you go to vanilla, People didn't world buff, right? People didn't yeah. world buff. People stood in fucking Ironforge and people didn't use sappers, right? People didn't use sappers back then. Did they suck? No, they didn't fucking suck. <laughs> what the fuck? They're like the best things in the game, right? Just because they sucked back then means that we sucked. Doesn't mean that we're good at your game. We sucked back then. It's us that was the problem. We're better now. See, these things, just even if you change it, it doesn't mean it, it's, it's, any, it's any worse, right? It's the same. We sucked, we're better now, and now we're going to use these things that were always good. So, yeah, that, that's, that's the thing. Is Blizzard, Blizzard, it's not, it's not you. It's us, okay? It's us. We, we were the problem. <laughs> we, just, we just weren't ready for drums back then. Now we're ready. And if you want to stop us from having these drums, you got to do something else because we're, we realized how good they are. Oh, on the topic of, you know, what changes we want them to, to make, uh, have you seen the PvP leeway stuff? So I have a, a few interesting clips here. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So I have not seen, I have not seen this. Okay. I've not seen this, but people have told me, have you seen clips of torrents hitting through arena, uh, like pillars? And I'm here going, this is literally how it was back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I very, very vividly remember Torrens and were able to hit through and be hit through pillars uh, in TBC, especially uh, ones in like uh, Nagrand and um, Blades Edge Arena down below uh, those pillars. So those are the two places that I very, very vividly remember that you could, and I think it was even worse for female Torrens, if my memory serves me correctly, is that, that they actually had a slightly larger than the male ones, which seemed off because I was like, I thought the male ones would have larger, but I very, very vividly remember that. So yeah, let's see what these yeah. clips are because I have no yeah, idea. I mean, yeah, yeah exactly but... what you just mentioned. But um, okay. I mean, well, before we play them, uh, well, I mean, we must well play them so people know what we're talking about. So this one you're going to see uh, Sony here is hitting people. There's two Torrens just hitting each other from, from opposite sides of the... Uh, from oh opposite sides of the God. pillar here. So through the entire pillar. Uh, wait, 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 I'm hitting him actually. Wait, wait, wait. Go left and right. Go left and right. Holy wait, wait, shit. I'm hitting you. I'm hitting you through the pillar. Dude, I'm hitting you through the pillar. Jeez. Yeah, so this is through the pillar. Uh, and then... And, and, and if he stands stand still, he can't hit him. Yeah, correct? yeah. So this is leeway. Yeah. So this is the leeway mechanic yeah. in action. So they have to go, be going left and right. Um, and then it's the same thing wait, here. Wait, can I hit you from down here? Underneath. <laughs> I can hit you through the bridge. Wait, actually... Wait, swing it? 
Um, as well I as that, uh, I don't didn't get the clip, but there's one footwear as well. He can get Novad underneath as well, um, because if he jumps mm. at the same time as Nova applies. But the thing is, uh, this was this was how it was. If leeway is a thing, this is how it was um, with leeway. Mm. So the question is, do they change it? Do is this part of some changes? If we want a more, I don't know, smooth experience, maybe you could call it, where you take away this because I know on private servers they they did purposely make these changes so that you couldn't hit people through pillows and such but if you want the original tbc experience this this is how it was is that yeah. you could hit people through pillows this, this is how it was back in the day yeah this was this was something that could happen back then and if i remember correctly it was only torn on torn action where this could happen like this wasn't something that like an undead could do and if a torrent could hit you you could hit them so it was kind of like it, I remember they saw it kind of as like a um, uh, just a like a feature of the Torin class in a sense where it was like you if you could hit them they could hit you kind yeah. of thing and so it's not like an advantage for the Torin or a disadvantage for them. Uh, I mean, it, I, I guess it can be a disadvantage for them because you have a an easier way of hitting them, but they have a longer range for hitting you. So it was kind of like a a back and forth where eventually they were just like it seems fair because the Torin just has access to people and people have access to them uh, from a slightly like different range. So it's not something where like a Torin can hit you and you can't hit them back. Every time they can hit you, you'll, you'll be able to hit them, right? Yeah. Unless they do something where they just brush up against the pillar and you didn't like cue an attack or something. So, yeah. But yeah, yeah that, that, that's how it was. And that's, if I remember correctly, the reasoning behind why they didn't change it back then or fix it. And it, there was something back in the day about this. Yeah, so, I don't think it's egregious. I think yeah. it's just part of kind of how things are. Um, but would you want it changed which, at all? Or do you think it's not a big deal? I, I think that more. I think that they should just change it because I think more people are going to be upset with it if you change it or if you don't change it than if you change it. I think if people change it, they're just going to be like, now everything's fair. I think there's going to be very few people who are going to go like, well, you know, I, I really liked it that I could hit people, uh, hit another Torin through a pillar or, you know, I really liked it that I could be sitting and people would be able to poke my druid like like two steps like earlier than normal while I'm drinking, like that type of thing. So uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's that big of a deal. And regardless of which way they take it, it's I'm fine with it either way. I really don't care. It's kind of a feature that I was confused why it existed in the first place, but it made sense for what it was. And if they change it, that makes sense, too. So in the I think either in the name of fairness, I can see it. Or in the name of it being a feature and always being being there, I can see it. So for me, it's kind of a six one half dozen. You know, it's exactly the same for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly don't think it's that big of a deal. It's like it's kind of like a whatever. Because yeah. I mean, I think people freaked out at first because they they were like, oh no, this is this this is not the classic I remember. But I think a lot of people just don't remember. No, this is this is the classic. This is this is the classic how it was. If, if you have leeway and such. There's a there's a there's a lot of people. It, I, I was actually i didn't know that these people had beta i'm like why is keandre in beta why is fucking reverie in beta like i'm like damn okay shit like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the whole stream crew, crew man <laughs> I, I was like i was like damn <laughs> come on blizzard snow me beta please yeah i was like holy shit but yeah, yeah um I mean, yeah so I, I don't think there's a big deal overall but we'll, we'll see if they do any changes because it's so early like we were saying it's so early in beta right now at least the what we have available in beta everything is is super super early it seems very 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 early beta access right now but um yeah 
So I, I think that's that's most of the beta stuff. Uh, obviously, more more stuff will come out, guys, uh, as as we go along. A lot of people are testing things and seeing seeing what's going to happen uh, as as well as that. Because right now we're limited to sixty four, which limits some of the testing as well, right? Like you mm. can't test a, hero- a lot of the heroic dungeon stuff and and all of that because uh, can't even test all the dungeons. <laughs> yeah, 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 because we're sixty four. So it's uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll hopefully hard, hard hard to test specs because you don't have all the talent points, right? Can't yeah. do like a, a a mix. So yeah, yeah. So we will see. But um, what what topic of people getting enraged? Uh, have have you seen the mount, Irene? No, I have the, not. The, the TBC um store mount. So have you heard about this? Uh, I've heard about it. Okay, but I so, haven't seen it. Yeah, this is the warp stock amount. Uh, for people that uh have not seen it, this is data mined. Um, and there are taglines looking like that this may be part of people are speculating because this is just from the data mined information. People are speculating that this may be if you get a like a six month subscription. This comes in like a bundle with collectors. Um, edition or premium edition tbc classic and then you get this mount as well for six months of game time and it's just blizzard has done stuff like this in the past with retail um the outrage right now is is because obviously this this wasn't a thing in tbc mm-hmm. now initially for me when i heard like oh they're gonna put a cash up mount if you for free i, I was kind of annoyed but that's because i thought it was like a flying mount I thought, oh yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, it's a ground mount yeah. out of something that you make fucking burgers out of. That's all I know. <laughs> warp stalkers for is they give me the warp burger. That's all I care about. This is you're you're riding something that hasn't been turned into a burger. That's all it is right now. That's all, like, is it gonna fly? Absolutely not. Yeah. So you know, yeah, so, so uh, personally, I don't care yeah. uh, because because it, it's not a flying mount. <laughs> if it was a flying yeah, mount, I'd it, be saying like, okay, no, we, we shouldn't be giving people free flying mounts. That that's that's yeah. not cool. So, but, so this uh, this offers you no in-game advantage for money. Yeah. This is purely cosmetic, and it's not going to give you something that you wouldn't have already had access to uh, easily, right? Because if, if it were a flying mount like you're saying, then yeah, that sucks because people can pay to win in a sense. Yeah. Here, it's like, it. this is not something that's going to be that useful in the game. Everybody's going to be on flying mounts in Outland. So yeah, it, this is purely cosmetic for when you're on the ground for some reason. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the outrage for this one is, uh, is again, goes back to something we'll discuss uh, in a little bit with the whole Mad Season video. Is, is people who want, like, this, they, they are doing this, they're more angry because it's against the spirit of classic. There was no cash up back then, and this goes back to, you know, one of the things that people are talking about, like the whole slippery slope of cash up items being put in the game. But like, let's, let's be real, guys. Fucking fallacy. Like, I. I, I care very fucking little for slippery slope. That's like saying because I smoked the joint, I'm gonna now shoot up some goddamn heroin. Like, come on. It it, it slippery slope is a fallacy, it, even though it might be like true to some extent. And it's it, it it's the same thing as like it, I guess it's the mental um God, it, it's a psychological phenomenon of somebody comes to your door and you know this actually is something that Jehovah's Witnesses would do all the time for uh you know back like when i was growing up they would knock on the door and ask for a glass of water and if they could come in and if you said yes then it's way more likely that you're like likely to say yes to something else in the future um it's the same thing with like if somebody asks if they can put something up on your property and you say yes you're more likely to say yes to things in the future so once you've said yes to something you're more likely to agree in the future to other things because you've already started so yeah slippery slope 
does exist to some degree, but it is still a fallacy because people make it feel like it's the end all be all, even though it increases the chances of something doesn't mean that it's going to happen, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the big thing here is that like, guys, it's, it's a it's a land mount. <laughs> if it was a flying mount, I would be I'd yeah. be upset. And, and I'm someone that's fine with the boost overall. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. But if it was if, a flying if, mount, if you pay I'd be for pissed. But if you want to pay not. for some dead content, you want to pay for some dead content, then be my guest. You know, <laughs> that's all it is. So it didn't exist back then. Okay, whatever. Like, I'm, I really don't care. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean what I'm I, indifferent. I mean, we'll get into this in a second because um, we're going to finish up, I guess, with the whole the Mad Season video talking points and such. Mm -hmm. But w one thing that people always, uh, they, they keep saying that it's going to ruin the classic experience and then uh, this is what caused classic become retail. But guys... 90% of you guys aren't even playing past Raph anyway. Like, you're not going to get to retail if you're not playing past Raph. Like, what are you talking about? You're never going to get all those changes past Raph if you don't play. So does it really, is it really going to degrade your experience if you don't play past Raph? Yeah, it can't happen fast enough for you, you know? They only have so much time to make it happen. Well, yeah. So, I mean, this is a good uh, jumping point to the, mm -hmm. to the Mad Season video. So I, I did... Uh, both me and Zyrene watched it. I watched the full thing. I, I know Zyrene watched at least like uh, the first half, but I, I have all the... Yeah, I, I, watched, I watched half of it and then uh, like not, not to like, you know, the, I, I guess sign kind of shrug off his arguments or anything like that. I felt like it did get a little bit repetitive um, and I was waiting for some type of payout, uh, like a big like revelation to us where it's like he was showing us all these bits and pieces of things and then went, and this is why. And it like all comes together and it really didn't, feel like that was was happening and when i skipped forward to the end you know it really didn't seem to happen so i was like okay yeah, yeah. so, so i, 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 mean, I might have uh, missed some things there in like 20 minutes of the video near the second half but it, normally you want to front load things and then have a conclusion so yeah yeah well i mean either, either way i got the full I, I i wrote down all his points pretty much uh i don't think i missed any at least all all his main points so i thought we'd just go one by one going through through the points so wait before before we do that really quickly, somebody in the chat said, talk to me when they're selling WoW tokens in phase four TBC. And somebody said the slippery slope uh, changes are being implemented earlier and earlier, though. Um, they already have WoW tokens in fucking China, right? Like, they've already done this. Like, it's already it's already happened, like, underneath you guys' noses. And the, the thing is, is they're, the, those types of things... I don't have a problem with the wow token and we've talked about this earlier is it just gives people access to something that they're already doing. People are already buying gold in like large amounts all the time. It just gives people a way to do it. That's legal. So it's like legalizing marijuana, man. It's like legalizing, uh, you know, gold <laughs> selling. That's all it is. It's really all it is. Yeah. I, I feel so. like a lot of those, uh, arguments or a lot of the sentiment is just that it feels bad, but like just because it feels bad doesn't mean like it's it's going to destroy the game or anything along those lines like uh, it's just something that happens behind the game and a lot of people want the perfect solution but they don't know what the perfect solution is and i'm not even sure if there is a perfect solution um so people are like well don't give us like mad madness box in the in the chat is saying that that's a band-aid it's not a solution well what is the solution then because if they solve it, then Blizzard are geniuses because they've solved the biggest problem in MMOs to date. And as we have seen, Blizzard has given us the drum changes. So uh, are you really going to hold your breath for, for the same guys who brought you these amazing latest drum changes to find this perfect solution? 
And, and somebody said they'll never find a solution to gold selling, though. The sellers will always find a new way of selling. Yeah, and that's why the WoW token is good, is because it means that people who aren't buying illegal gold are no longer at a disadvantage compared to the people who do buy it, right? Because if Blizzard can't find a way to track that, and like you said, they will always exist, then you should offer it legally so that the people aren't forced to go, well, fuck, it's Nax, and I don't have enough money for consumes. It's just been bleeding me out. I'm going to have to buy gold for the first time, right? Like that That's what ends up happening to people because they see all their friends buying gold, right? It, it just makes it easier, more accessible, and you don't get banned for something that like, sure, maybe it makes it so that in real life, you're rewarded for having money in a video game, which some people think is morally incorrect. But there was a guy, I talked about this earlier, where a guy came by my Twitch chat when I was having a debate, and he said, uh, controversial take, if I'm rich in real life, I should be rich in game. And I was like, well, people think like video games, you should be even footing in an escape from reality, but nobody's like said that's a hard and fast rule. Everybody just thinks it is. And I was like, shit, because you can you can go like, no, video games should be even and we should all be on even playing field. That's the point of video games. It's like, who said that was the point of video games? Like, nobody's ever said that if you are poor you should be on equal footing now or that you're rich you should be on equal footing and i was like i was like that is true that is true that nobody has said that and with the introduction of something where you can pay to win or pay to get an advantage then the game is saying yes because you are rich in real life you deserve to be rich in game yeah. so as soon as a company does that they stray away from something that was an unspoken kind of rule or what people thought should be the thing and so it's not it's not written down anywhere it's not anything in like the the bible of gaming but it's just something that people assumed was true but i will tell you like even playing world of warcraft requires you to have money and people who are rich already have an advantage if they want to play world of warcraft because they can just get multiple accounts ha ha pay for them have summoners have people boost them right buy gold there's already an advantage that exists for being rich in real life in video games multiple accounts all that shit it just people will always find a way to exploit that and yeah. exploit so, their wealth. So. I mean, someone in chat is saying we don't want a perfect solution that doesn't exist. We just want a good solution. Well, the problem is yeah. like, what is the good solution then? <laughs> because like, I'm not even sure there is like this this really good solution that people are, are wanting. I, I, I don't know, like, uh, oh, like the whole the whole problem with like adding in a boost to help catch up people and such. It's like we mm. talked about this last episode where it's it, it's the ultimate problem in mmos is the catch-up mechanics how do you get the perfect catch-up mechanic and, and i haven't seen anyone do a good solution that that has worked really well, well just... so there is never a solution that everyone is happy with you just have to pick the solution that helps the most people in the longest run that's all, all right what is healthy for the game long run and what's going to hurt the least amount of people that's probably your go-to solution and sometimes there's they, those aren't the same one sometimes you have a solution that hurts the least amount of people, but doesn't last the longest. And then you have a debate between, is this good for the longevity of the game or is this good for like the population of the game, right? Or the people who get harmed. So yeah, it's uh, it, it's difficult. This is why there's people who literally their entire job is to be decision makers on whether or not things get shipped and being project managers. So yeah, the, the it's not an easy thing at all to make these calls. Uh, because you, you're not going to make everyone happy, no matter what you do. 
There's nothing where they're going to go, this is it. This is the right change. Because I tell you, if there's people, if they put tinnitus in the game, people are going to be like, this is not my game. This is not what happened. You know, that type of thing. There's going to be people who wanted drums the entire time. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's a lot of just emotional response as well for people that yeah. they're like, I came back to classic for classic. I don't want anything from retail. Get this out of here. I don't care if it helps like keep the game a little bit more alive or whatever. I don't care what happens. Give me my version of classic or nothing. And it's, it's like, well, Blizzard is a company. They got to cater to, to more than just you. And it, it's, it goes back to that slippery slope thing that you were talking about where it's like just because one thing's happening doesn't mean it goes the full way. For, mm-hmm. So, for example, there, there are grades to like what degrades the game and what degrades that classic feel. So, so for me, mm-hmm. to go back to my EverQuest experience, uh, where, where there were tokens and things that... And, that they put into the game, experience boosts and, and such that you could buy. When they took it too far, you know, usually. You, it's pretty obvious when they take things too far. One example of taking it too far was they added a mount that gave you like an attack buff. And the only way to get that attack buff was this $50 pay to win mount. And so all the top guilds bought this $50 mount because they needed to get that buff to get that advantage over everyone else. That's when it, I felt it went too far because then you're you're paying... For the stupid mount that you don't even want because you need it to be competitive. For me, mm-hmm. that's where it went too far. But there's grades below that where it's like, yeah, it does help if you have money, but it's not the end of the world. It, it doesn't really affect me that much. It might feel a little bit bad, but it's not that bad if it, it means my friend, my friend Bob can catch up with the game. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's yeah, it's one of those hard things, man. I it it's very very difficult. Um. And like pe- people, I think, I think ultimately, like you said, people are scared that they're like, this is the classic that I, that I played, you know, uh, this is going to kill the game. I think people just, people don't really realize what killed the game, what killed World of Warcraft overall. Um, I have my own theories about this. I may not be completely correct about it, um, but People, you know, even like the subscriptions and shit like that, you know, throughout Burning Crusade were always going up and then like leveled off in in Wrath. But in my opinion, the thing that killed World of Warcraft was twofold. One, it was the ease at which you could do content with other people via like Raid Finder and stuff like that. You didn't have the same connection to guildies, which keeps you in the game. Having the same connection with friends that keep you in the game. Like right now, I have 40 people that depend on me and they keep me in the game and stop me from quitting no matter how much I want to. In fact, it's more than 40 because I play in multiple raids. Um, so I have a large like friend circle and it's very hard to quit. Uh, so that keeps me in the game. And the other thing that keeps me in the game or kept me in the game back then was my familiarity with content from Warcraft 3. So Classic WoW, the original, there's very little in there that had to do with Warcraft 3, and it was kind of the foray into, oh, that's cool, that's a Tauren. That thing does War Stomp, like the Chieftain. And that was like how people like really started getting into it, was like, this is Warcraft 3, the Night Elves, oh my god, that type of thing. Then when you hit TBC, you literally fight every ending boss, aside from Karazhan, which is Medivh's home, which is in Warcraft 3, in terms of Medivh, you fight somebody recognizable. You fight Lady Vaj, Kael'thas, Archimonde, Illidan, Kill Jaden. You literally fight different people that were really important in Warcraft 3. And then in Frozen Throne, or I guess in Wrath of the Lich King, Old War is a great instance to start it out. 
The middle half really sucks, and that's where you saw kind of everybody kind of quit the game. Slash, there was more people quitting uh, at the same rate, or same people quitting it as they were joining. And then people were like, it's Arthas. It's about fucking Arthas. Because Illidan and Arthas was kind of the big thing in Warcraft 3, the two main like antagonists uh, from their side of the story. And when people killed Arthas, they were like, that's it. Warcraft is done. Warcraft 3 through all the way through, it's done. We, we did it. And so after that, there's literally like no recognizable content after that. You're like, who the fuck is Deathwing? And you only have a connection to Deathwing if you played the original. And even then, it's not something that connects you to Warcraft 3. So in my mind, the two things that killed WoW was the lack of lore or importance in lore where people connected to it through Warcraft 3, which was where people really started to get a hook on that type of thing. Uh, and like my friend who's never even played Warcraft, uh, World of Warcraft, is like excited about TBC because of the things that are recognizable for him from Warcraft 3. So for me, it's that plus the um, the element of having it be less and less community focused and more of like a single player experience where you can like get people instantly in groups and et cetera. So that's for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I want to be fair as well to like uh, to the anti boosting side. So that's why I want to address Mad Season's video and points because he is, mm -hmm. I think, he's the spokesperson of the anti boost community right now as as far as things go. So to be fair, he does say at the start of his video, so I, I do have this uh, notes that you guys can't see, but uh, we're going to go through point by point. So he does say, to be fair, that it does bring people into the game. So that is the pro of the boost. That That's that's the entire reason for the boost. Mm -hmm. So like personally, when like when me and Zyrene talk about why the boost or the token or things like that might be good for the game, we're not just talking it for us because we, we play a lot of WoW regardless. These things don't really, like it doesn't change the game for us. Like, like for me, if... If they didn't put the boost into the game or whatever, it, it doesn't really disadvantage me. I just say, hey, stream, um, next two weeks, leveling stream. My new druid, since I, I don't have a boost now, I'm just going to level for the next two weeks. It, I'm not talking about it from the perspective of me. I'm, I'm more trying to think, like, what makes the game better for everyone or for the general public, for not just me included. So uh, Matt Seen does bring the point that it does bring people into the game for, for his positive sides. But from that point onwards, there's a lot of just... Uh, he gets into all the negatives of boosting. So the, the first negative he says is that the boost is available to everyone, not just new people. So, so he's saying that um, if this boost was being put in place to fix this issue that it's hard to get new players into a late stage MMO, then why is the boost available to everyone, not just uh, new players? Should it be limited to just the new players that come into the game? Um, and personally, I'm okay with that. Uh, if, if they wanted to make that change, I'd be okay with that to a level. If they said, okay, you've got a level 50 or you've got a level 60 character that's in, in full next gear, you don't need the boost. Well, you're not getting the boost. Um, we're only going to put this limited to like new accounts or whatever it is, even though people will buy past that, by the way, guys. Um, I, I'm okay if they want to put some limitations on the boost. Well, what are your thoughts? It's just another one of those things where when I heard the argument of he's like, well, you know, it, then you're admitting that it is an advantage to get a boost. Right. And I'm like, well, when people said, oh, it's unfair if you don't offer it to everyone because it's like, oh, yeah, it gives an advantage. I'm like, yes, it is. It is ignorant to say that it is not an advantage to have to boost or for, have to level from one to 58. It's ignorant to say that it's not an advantage. So it's like, oh, but why are you giving these people an advantage? It's because it's the same thing as like what people do with uh i'm gonna use like a probably a really controversial one is um was it uh affirmative action 
where you're trying to counter something that exists uh, at, at a deficit, right? Where it's like there aren't enough representation of minorities in college, right? That type of thing. And it's like, okay, well, here you're giving people a boost who didn't play classic, who aren't as fortunate as you are to actually get them up to speed a little bit, right? So you're you're attacking you're attacking a problem a problem at the baseline where you're going. It's not that you know this higher level thing is they aren't represented here. It's that they're less fortunate and that they haven't played this game before. Um, so we're trying to even that playing field by having a boost. Now the fact that it's offered to everybody is just because in my mind I'm going. It doesn't fucking matter if if it's offered to everybody or not. If it's only offered to new players, I'm just gonna make another fucking account and pay for it and then get the boost like. So it's the same logic that I had before where I'm like, people are going to buy gold anyway, just offer it legally. People are going to buy the boost anyway, just make it easily accessible because people are just going to fucking do it. All right. I would just, I would just, I mean, sure, it's more money in Blizzard's pockets, but I would just make another account if I was like, oh, I'm going to make a druid or something and get like a professional. I just make another account. I already have five, right? It's like, I would just, I would just make another. It's so, it's so trivial to me that you would try to block it and it, it seems futile. Right. Yeah. It seems like it's it, it's one of those things where yeah. I, I it's like you can't I talk, block it. I, yeah, I, I I'm like you can't block it. You might as well accept it at that point. So if you're gonna offer it to people, you have to offer it to everyone, or else people are just gonna get around it anyway. We're not stupid. If people want something, they're gonna get it. It's just like these drum changes. Oh yeah, they're eight yards. People are still gonna do it, right? It doesn't matter. So it's like at that point, I'm just like, just make it 40 yards. It doesn't matter. People are still gonna use it, and now you're just making it harder. It's the same thing here. People are still going to use the 58 boost if you offer it. Even if it's not offered to everybody, people are still going to do it. So just offer it to everybody. It's like if people are still going to use drums, just make them forty yard range, right? Well, you like actually touched on the no, next. That's, point. that's my logic. You actually touched on the next point as well. Um, his next point is that it's unfair to those who leveled to sixty earlier. Um, but like that—that's kind of like that's kind of the point. It look, guys. Uh, the the game has to be healthy. It has to survive. You can't just be like, well, I did it back in my day, guys. So you guys have to suffer through the same thing, even though it's a completely different experience now for people. Um, who won't have the same like early stage MMO leveling is completely different from late stage MMO leveling. It's it's it, the feel, everything yeah. changes. It's not the yeah. same. I I actually have a question of like you know how um in the subscriptions where it's like um uh like w when it's like okay here comes uh here comes like you know classic uh and then it's like okay TBC is still up and then Wrath of Lich King levels off. What would TBC have looked like subscription-wise if they had offered a boost to players who had just come in? I imagine it would just be higher, right? Because I think I think the leveling is just a gatekeeping thing where it's like if you join and your friends are 60 and going to get 70, you're still slogging through the 1 through 60 content and you're, you're hoping your friends re-roll a character with you, right? Um, and there's going to be less people doing it. There's going to be less people running di like DM, less people running stockades, stuff like that. So... I imagine it's to kind of get past that for the first character for people so that they're more likely to continue playing and that that's more likely that they would be like wanting to, you know, uh, continue their sub. Cause now I can go play with a friend who just newly joins. Um, now it, is it unfair to them? No, it's not unfair to the people who already had a 60. Those people have Nax gear, which helps them leveling. Have you seen, and th hopefully this gets changed. Have you seen the gear? That the boosted characters on the the pre-made characters yeah. on the beta yeah. half, they, they have like literally like it's like five stam gear, like they they're they're paper, like if you like my friend who's playing like a nax geared rogue literally one shots people, 
with like a King's Fall 1700 ambush. They're dead. They are literally just fucking dead. The pre-made characters just flop over. Like, if that's the stats that they have, who was it? Somebody, some streamer was playing a prop paladin and he pulled two mobs and he had to lay on hands himself to kill, to kill it. I forgot who it was, but somebody had to lay on hands himself to even do two mobs at the same time that were level like 62 or something or 61. So it, like, yeah, there's, there's going to be a, there's going to be a, a, definitely a large advantage for the people who are, uh, who, who leveled up. And that's what you get, right? You get to keep your face of death from Nax, the shield all the way into Kara, right? I think it's the pre-biz shield compared to everything else. Like I, I'm keeping my face of death, at least from like what I have uh, on my pre-biz sheet. So there's very few items like THC and that are things that I will keep uh, going into Kara. And that's an advantage, right? I don't have to replace that gear. It's still strong. It's going to help me level. Um, and yeah, I, I don't. I think that's the advantage you get is your leveling will be smoother, easier uh, from 60 to 70. But this person gets a smoother experience from 1 to 58 because they didn't have to do it. So, well, yeah, I mean, that's... But, uh, yeah, MMO. Yeah, there's two core points here as well that um that that he then goes mad season then goes into which are kind of like the basis of the rest of all his arguments because he keeps referring back to these two core points, or for his entire video really is that point one was that classic <clears throat> was popular originally because of the core design philosophy of of all the things that make classic feel like classic that that's his belief is that classic was popular and that is why classic was popular. Um, and I don't think either of us really agree with that. I'm not sure how you feel about it, Zarene, but I feel like uh, we discussed this previously in last episode, is that Classic was popular because it was the first good MMO that wasn't EverQuest. EverQuest is way too hardcore for the general person to play, and, and it, it, WoW took it and gave it to the <laughs> masses. So, it, WoW was good because it was a fluid, good MMO that was easy to play, that looked good, it felt good to play and also people had a fucking connection to from a lore standpoint even just the factions of being the horde and exploring areas that they had seen in warcraft 3 i shit you not having it be called world of warcraft is fucking incredible for the game because it's built on an ip that people already loved people like people would go fucking crazy over world of starcraft back then where they would be like oh the protoss the zerg oh that's a that's a hydralisk like people would have gone like crazy over that shit and then they'd be like oh where what what place am i visiting oh this is actually earth and then like you visit a different place and you're like oh this is like <laughs> like you just go insane over those types of things and it's the same thing with like people asking for the league of legends mmorpg they're gonna be like that's demacia that's noxia like like yeah it's recognizable places that people go oh shit this is in a game that I already played and you have a connection to. So I think that's another thing about Classic that made it popular was all those places that people saw in a game, had a connection to in all the races, and then seeing it in action in an MMORPG was cool. And then TBC was cool because it had all of the villains and the characters that they had played with or against in, in Warcraft 3. Yeah, I think that's also an element of rose-tinted glasses when people look back at, at a lot of old feelings in MMOs as well because... Guys, if Classic was popular because the original, like this philosophy of things being hard, things taking effort, the leveling process, if all of this was the reason and the main reason why Classic was popular, um, there's a lot of MMOs that have tried and failed to, to recreate the, those old experiences. Um, a lot have tried and they've never been able to pick up that steam again because it's one of those things where there's a lot of people who look back at those experiences and 
yeah, it's it's a nice experience, but they don't necessarily actually play the game anymore because of those experiences. The the way they experience games has changed. Like you, you can't go back in time and be like, let's take out all the guide knowledge out of my head, the way I play the game, how I min-max and everything. Like people fundamentally people play games differently from back then and like i think this is something you touched on last episode as well is that um that lack of knowledge a lack of experience is really what makes an mmo an mmo like the interaction i to give an example back in the day i i was one of the highest level characters on blackrock server the maybe the most popular wow server at the time because it was the unofficial australian slash na server so we had both australians and na people on it and i could get anything i wanted put it on the auction house so if if i got a green item i just put it on the auction house for like 10 gold and people would buy it even if it was trash because people didn't know any better they're like oh this this item's new we don't know what this is. It's better than what I'm using. I'm just going to pay 10 gold for it. So anything I got, I put on the auction house and I was, I was making bank from all these things. But you could never get that experience again. It's never going to happen again because people aren't naive like that. They're not going to buy a, a five spirit item for, for 10, 15 gold off the auction house anymore. So um, yeah, at least that, that's my thoughts on it is that you, you can't go back. And, and I don't think that's why Classic was popular. I think there's a lot of other mm. reasons why. Yeah, and we're trying to like, we're basically looking at his argument and saying that you know, it kind of misses the point uh, and assumes that the reason classic was popular or the reason classic was classic, or I guess vanilla was vanilla, and what made it that way were certain elements, and that's why we're going to disagree is because we disagree on what the elements that made it what it was are, not that like the boost is bad. It's that the people who think that the boost is bad are missing kind of that element or, or what made it that way because they're they're trying to say this is not in the spirit of the game kind of thing yeah so and i mean his, yeah. his second core point is that uh the introduction of cash shop and other features is what killed retail wow or what killed wow and turned it into retail and there are, there are already character transfers that exist right now I think the thing is he doesn't like the ones that are in already as well. So he's been against this from the start. But like, mm. it goes back to the thing where, the, again, this isn't a really big assumption by Mad Season. It's it's assuming that this is why numbers dropped. This is why sub counts dropped in after Raphael Lich King and such. This is, like a lot of the video is based off assumptions. Um, just mm. very leading assumptions a lot of times. And while I can share the sentiment that it is... It might not feel great sometimes for all retail elements to be like for things to be added to the game that weren't originally there. I don't necessarily think you can just attribute that change and be like, oh, well, you know, sub numbers dropped after Raph. So it was because of these things that were put in the game. I, I don't yeah. think you can simplify the like, MMO problem like that. Yeah. And like uh, my, my argument was, you know, the familiarity with the content and why I cared about it and also the, uh, the community. Right. So it, those were like the two things for me. Uh, and then Death Knights, you know, fuck that. So, <laughs> so for me, it's very, very different. Um, and everybody's gonna, everybody's gonna have their own. Everybody's gonna have their own reasoning as to what made the experience that that experience for them, right? Because I quit in the middle of Wrath of the Lich King and then came back for the end and then quit again. Um, and that seems to be like kind of what other people did as well, uh, based on numbers. So I see it seems like kind of my experience was what the norm is. But for other people, they like kind of played through and like saw these things go up and down, saw things come and go. Uh, 
and they they'll have a different experience than I will, right? They'll have a completely different one. Uh, and so I'm not quite sure like what kills the game. And there's always it's it's always gonna be multifaceted. There's not a single reason or solution, right? Like Blizzard can't do one thing and it saves the game forever. So yeah. And well, no, I, I mean, might, might not even hold up today in like this day and age. Maybe TBC comes out and people are like, "Oh, actually, this isn't as good of a game as we thought it was." Right? Like, who knows? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it comes down again to this uh, also idea with, with like the entire time there's this problem in the underlying problem in the background is that some numbers will go down, regardless of what you do. Some numbers will go down at some point unless you somehow design the absolute most perfect way to keep people coming in some numbers do go down in mmos it's it's, it's like an inevitable thing that just happens as as the mmo reaches late stage so yeah i i, I don't think either of us really disagree with those uh, or really agree with those assumptions but um to not draw on that too much uh, i'll cover his other points to be fair uh he did say um why is there a fee on level boosting then if it's for everyone So I'm, I don't know how I feel about that. Wait, why is there a fee on the level boost? Um, should, do you think that there should be a fee? Like it, no. if, if Blizzard, like, I, I think I'd be okay if it was free. If they want to do a free boosting, I'd be actually okay with that. Like, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't think it's a reason to be against the boost, but for me, it's like, should it be free? Yeah. I, I think they're, I think it should be free. Yeah, I don't think we actually disagree with Mad Season there. We're actually fine, yeah. Like, we're, we're not like I, I, see, diehard the is, supporters of the boost here. Or, or, well, well, here, well here, here's the thing is, that whether I think it's free or not does not mean I am, like, any more against the boost. It just means I'm against the boost being paid for, right? That's yeah. that's all it means. It that So that's one of the things that I felt like that was a little uh, superfluous for his point because I didn't think it actually attacked any of the arguments that we have because we're just like, yeah, it it should be free. I he's like it's kind of like well if the boot if the boost is so like et cetera et cetera why do you have to pay for it? And I'm like they shouldn't have to. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't think either of us are hard stuck on this. Like we want to boost this way and only this way. Like we, well, I'm just thinking about the health of the and, game. I'm okay and, with and, some and, changes. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you straight up. Um, should the boost be to 58? I think it should be to 60. <laughs> like right? It's like I think the boost should be free and be to 60. I think 58 is like you still have to go through some of the content in um in vanilla at that point you aren't going straight to outlands and doing that right now maybe they think that's like good or that maybe people boosting to 58 will have to spend some time outside the dark portal before they go in the dark portal with everybody else so it makes release day less of a clusterfuck um with all these new people and they'll be in different areas like epl who knows but i'm just sitting here going it should probably be to 60 because there's 60s that are struggling to kill the mobs in outland because the mobs in outland are 61 62 and if a 58 goes there, you know, to all shit, you're going to get misses glancing all that shit. So I don't know. Yeah, you can go to, you know, you can go to Outlands at 58. I'm just saying it's way too fucking hard to kill shit in Outlands at 58. So it, it's like it's not an enjoyable experience. So I, I think it's just be to 60. I think it's kind of trivial to, to to have it go to just 58. So that that's me, though. Okay. So um, I'm going to skip some points here because uh, it's stuff we've already talked about. Like he says, in-game advantage for real life money. We just spent like. 20 minutes probably talking about that as well and is that I, wrong though is like the, the yeah, whole thing right is, like, is it like... right is it wrong it's it's mm -hmm. it's um <laughs> but we're getting very that's very phil philosophical i guess it's uh it's I, i'm not sure if like somewhat sometimes some of these points felt like it was kind of like a side note on the whole boosting thing it's not really related to the directly related to the boosting 
but um, but he, do we, essentially you just want to like you don't want to have that detract from his argument so we can just you know, like yeah. say that's kind of noise for it right yeah uh, and focus on what what he's really getting yeah, at yeah, yeah, i don't want to discredit his, him at all yeah yeah on his main point so he also gets into the slippery slope of more cash up um items and again that's that's another point he's bringing up he he brings mm -hmm. up the slippery slope and then says it's a fallacy but then says it's also correct um so I, i'm i'm not sure about that one that that felt a little bit weird to yeah that's the um so the 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 slippery slope is a logical fallacy but there's also the fallacy fallacy which just means which is just because something is a logical fallacy does not make it necessarily discredited hmm. so if i use the slippery slope fallacy just because it's a fallacy doesn't mean that my argument's wrong so <laughs> that's the fallacy fallacy um so yeah in that in that sense he is he is right because from like a like i talked about earlier from a psychological standpoint once you say yes to something people are more likely to say yes to more requests in the future right so it it is to some degree true the degree at which it is true and that's the whole idea is the slippery slope as opposed to like just a slope because it's it's a saying that like one thing is going to lead to another which is going to lead to another instead of something gradually might change into something else and maybe they push for something more it's the slippery slope is is the whole idea of it's going to fall fast kind yeah, of yeah it's going to go from like 0 to 60 slope. and then it's always going to end mm -hmm. up at 60 yeah exactly right you don't know the thing is is it going to potentially result in more cash shop stuff absolutely it probably will like i i don't think that it won't um so i i agree with him to some extent but i just don't think that that's a bad thing especially in the way that they're doing it right now right with the the one boost per account thing with the uh the, Cosmetic the warp burger yeah the yeah. warp burger dude like i'm just warp like this yeah. thing yeah that's all i thought the I, that's all I can think of when I see those things is the warp burgers because I thought they were the weirdest item in the game. <laughs> it was just like I love I love it, but I don't know why I'm making a burger out of this lizard. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So so his next point is that uh, he says boost is a bad solution to tedious time investments, and he doesn't like the idea of paying to skip content. He says that's bad. And uh, personally, when I think about that, I think. We're back on the old topic of you, you can't get the original experience. Someone leveling now is going through this really bad experience if they don't get groups and things like that. Versus like me, I, I actually have fun. Like I, I'm not on the, I know Zyrene loves the end game. I actually like the leveling process. I, I enjoy the leveling process at the start of an expansion. Only at the start when I'm there with my friends the very first time. I think that's really fun. But every time mm -hmm. after that, zero fun. Zero fun for me after that. So mm -hmm. I think the experience changes based on the timeline. You can't just be like, well, I did it back then and you should get that same experience now, but that experience doesn't exist. That experience yeah. is gone. Like, like, what? Who am I to say, like, that my friend can't join this game and be part of the fucking cool element of having everybody trying to get inside the dark portal? There's going to be some level fucking one human in Elwyn Forest at that time. Like, like, come on. That that's the cool part of the leveling experience is being part of that. Like, I remember when Classic launched and everybody's just lagging fucking Elwyn Forest and shit. Like. I, I actually funny story here my my gm of my more casual guild was going through his screenshots the other day and he had a screenshot from when he first loaded into the game he took a screenshot 
and my rogue, my level one rogue is in that screenshot on the right side. And I did not know this guy beforehand. I joined his guild when I was 60 and I've been with him the whole time. He has a screenshot of my rogue at level one at the quest giver when he first loaded into the game. And that was a huge, like, holy shit moment. Like, everybody was really there. And I have no idea all the people that I cross in the world right now that were literally right there in that screenshot that still play today. And that's, like, a cool aspect of it is everybody, you people you meet along the way while you're leveling. When you're leveling in Outland, you're going to meet all these people who have played the game, people who are new to the game, if you got the boost. And if you were level one, you're only going to be playing with new people, right? Or you're going to be playing with Drawn Eyes and Blood Elves. Um, <laughs> a lot so, of Drawn Eyes and Blood Elves. <laughs> and a lot of them. Um, and, and those people are probably going to get boosted because they already have money and they're going to go into a dungeon and a mage is going to boost them, right? Like, that's that's legitimately what's going to happen is the people who roll Draenei at for alts or something like that or to be shamans are going to get boosted by mages in their guild. Even with AoE cap, it doesn't matter. You think you can't kill Mara with enough mana, infinite mana, enough time. Still going to happen. Maybe it'll take a little longer. Well, the experience from 1 to 60 is lower now. So, yeah, they, they will get boosted in, you know, three days playtime, etc. to get up there. That's the thing that I'm like, I don't think we should gatekeep the experience of going through the black portal just because people didn't level in time um, or, or have a character that was that high. Uh, I think that the experience of starting the MMORPG together is one of the best parts about it. And I very fondly remember DCing from the server and waiting six hours to get back in. So (laughs) these are things that will always stick with me is, is that type of thing. But yeah, on a more serious note for that, I definitely think that the, I don't want to like, I, I want to have everybody, I want to offer everybody the same experience that I'm able to be offered right now with that, because that's the part of the game that I think is really enjoyable. So should, that's why I think it should be free. That's why I think the level boost should be free um, and shouldn't be gate kept there, which, you know, the current one isn't exactly how I want it. Uh, but yeah, I'd want everybody to have the opportunity to experience that and yeah. not just be like fucking in Elwyn forest or killing hogger while everyone else is, you know, doing Hellfire Ramparts. Yeah, so. well, I mean, he does bring up the leveling process uh, in his next few points. I can kind of condense it into into one point, which he he doesn't want leveling to disappear and the boost causes dead zones and he feels like leveling is a big part of the game and by putting in the boost, they've skipped that whole part of the game that he feels is crucial to the classic experience. Um, but But for me... Man, that that leveling process, like I said, it changed. Like they're not getting my leveling process, where I had fun with with loads of people, groups everywhere. Uh, all all my friends were around the same level and and such. Yeah. They're getting like this completely different process, which honestly I feel kind of sucks for the new player to go through yeah. these dead zones. Like I, I feel like forcing someone to go through old content that sucks just so that you can say, well, now you've slugged it through, now you get your reward is is like a it's kind of a bad way to treat new players yeah and and i'm gonna be honest like the way that the, the argument that i would have against boosting uh like the getting the level 58 boost the argument that i would have is me zyrene the player and i'm never going to level a character from 1 to 58 ever again unless i'm leveling a paladin on horde or a shaman on alliance I'm never going to do that. If I want to change classes, I'm going to make a new account, get boosted to 58 and go. That's actually what I will just do. I'm not going to, I would pay $60 to not have to do the one to 58. It's going to like, what it's 2000 gold or something like that currently to get all the way to 58. Um, So it, it it really is something that I would just be like, you know what? Don't want to do the time investment right now. I'm currently like having a mage boosted in Mara and I'm like, 
nah, I'd rather just pay $60 and just get boosted and have a new account. So that's the argument I would see against it is it's just going to make it so that people who have money will be able to have easy access to alts, uh, which I can see that being an argument, but it's like people are going to get boosted anyway. It just makes it take less time because that's the way the game is now, right? Like if you want your old fresh classic experience, then he's, he's going to be against dungeon boosting too with mages, right? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, he is, uh, he, he does bring up points where he'll admit that, okay, um, yeah, the, the problem is fixed with the mages or, or the problem exists with mage boosting already. But then he doesn't, there's, there's no solution. You know, he brings up that, okay, well, mage boosting is also bad. Doesn't mean that we should have boosts as well. But, mm -hmm. but this, you need to, there has to be some solution there. You can't just be saying like, well, they're both bad, so all bad. There has to be some sort of, like, what's the counterpoint then? Like, but what's here's the solution? problem. Here, here's the problem is there is no solution. Because if you have a solution, you're ruining the game the way it was back then, right? That's the thing is like, it, it's, it's hypocritical where you're like, this isn't what the game was like back then. This is wrong. We should change it. But then if you're changing it, it's not the game that you had back then. This is literally the game you had back then. People just play it different, right? That's the thing is that the people are the, what changed. It's not the fucking game. They're using the game in a smarter, more intelligent way. And then that's it. Like if you change the game and you try to stop those players from doing the smarter, more intelligent thing, then you are changing the game at a fundamental level and potentially ruining what made the game the game. But people are just playing in a different way. So yeah, mage boosting didn't exist back then, but we weren't smart enough to do it. Was the whole was the whole point, right? That's the that's why that exists. So that I honestly am like uh they're saying there is no solution because it just you're going this isn't what I had back then. It's like, um, it is, but it's just people are using it different. So you're, if you're using the argument of this isn't the game, that's not right because it is the game. If you're using this isn't the experience, then yeah, it's not the experience, but that's the player, not the game, right? Hate the player, not the game. Yeah, well, I mean, the one argument I do kind of agree with him a little bit is that, that it does amplify bot issues. It is true it will amplify bot issues if they put this boost in. Um, so that's that's one point that he he does touch on, which is that if you put in the boost, people are just going to boost straight past. No one's going to catch all the bots who are going through and, and botting their way through the game. But I almost feel like that's that's a whole nother issue that Blizzard needs to address. Is is uh... and that's what the two months are for. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I mean, if Blizzard, if Blizzard, that's a whole different issue. Is like Blizzard just needs better bot detection yeah. in general. Yeah, straight up, they, they just need they need, need to do something else about the bots. It's not. Like, uh, I, I feel like, yeah, like you said, it's a whole separate issue that with the whole bot problem and such. I don't think it's something that nullifies the benefits of the boost just because it makes the bot issue worse. I think that just means they need to fix the bot issue. Don't they just, don't bots just level together anyway right now? I'm not like, sure. How, how, how do they get boosted? How, how I thought they boost a lot how, of bots. Yeah, I was like, how does a bot get to 60 right now, guys? Because I'm pretty sure uh, they level in the open world as like a fucking group. And there's all these like priests and mages that are just like holy nova and arcane explosioning together. <laughs> and, like, and they just run a script like they boost themselves kind of thing. So. And hunters too. hunters are the big ones, actually. Hunters, I, when I see them solo, it's a hunter. When I see them in groups, it's like priests, holy nova and mages. Uh, that's when like people are boosting like a, a ton of uh, characters at once. But you ever go to like Feralis 
there's like a hunter <laughs> that you can tell it's a bot because yeah. his 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 like pig is like doing something and then he's you go to his dead zone and he'll like he, he doesn't know what to do he just stands there kind of thing you can just totally mess with those bots or tag mobs and shit like that and they they just like they'll keyboard turn and shit yeah. they're like very clearly clearly bots um so yeah hunters do that but this isn't going to stop them it just takes them a little bit more time in their day <laughs> just takes more uh hours to to get up there eh. yeah so I mean, his his next point that he comes up with next is that casuals don't stick around, so you shouldn't cater and help casuals at all. Honestly, to me, I see that kind of um, I don't like that argument because when I think of World of Warcraft, I understand that look, my friend, like a certain percent of the population are casual. They're not gonna experience the full of everything that World of Warcraft offers. They're not gonna be in the sweaty radius. They're not gonna stick around for the long, super super long term. But I feel like the casuals add to the vibrancy of the game as well. You can't just have... The game just isn't about just solely the hardcores. The, the interactions with the casual players included add to the life of the game. It's what like made those old servers, um, Blackrock and Proudmoore, two of the most populated <laughs> servers of Classic WoW because you had so many casuals from both Australia and the US and just because someone's a casual and they're going to quit doesn't take them out of the game it just means like oh maybe he quits and then another casual comes in and takes his place and then there's just this never-ending cycle of the casuals in there i don't think you can just dismiss yeah. casuals just because they quit and they don't play the game as much as you do well like that, here's the thing is um i don't like that argument because i don't think that it's really that valid and i think it's a little more elitist than i would expect mad season to be because this is like the casual player, you're making them a force of nature where you're saying they're going to quit anyway. That, that doesn't give the casual player, this gives more casual players a chance to fall in love with the game and become more hardcore players or or find the aspects of it that we enjoy, right, in TBC and fall in love with that. I think this is, and, and like appealing to the casual player, I don't see that as a problem. As a hardcore player myself, as a super hardcore player myself, competitive and hardcore like spend a lot of time and at a high level i don't see this as a problem and i don't see how this is because catering to a casual player does not mean you are actively hurting hardcore players this does not hurt me in any way shape or form right appealing to a casual player here does not hurt me in any way shape or form now when you introduce something like raid finder or look at lfg that's what hurts the hardcore player because they have less of a feeling of community because there's more people who are, you know, using these things, et cetera. And you don't have to become like a big part of something. So yeah, it makes it so that the hardcore players, you know, that does hurt them in some way, shape or form. Whereas here, I don't feel like this hurts me at all in any way. And in fact, only stands to potentially have more people convert to being hardcore players. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree. He, he does go on to say that the level boost hastens reaching the end game. And that means people will run out of content quicker if they take the boost. But Okay, so am I going to run out of content going from 60 to 70 right now? See, that, that's, that's why I don't understand. It's, it's like you're going to reach the end game eventually. And, and it's, it's kind of like it doesn't stick with the previous argument as well. Because if you say like the characters are going to quit anyway, then what's the hurt in letting them experience the end game content before they quit then? If yeah. the boost is for the casuals. 
Like, what what hurt? What's why? Why do we have to gatekeep this endgame content from them? Them, if if they're not going to reach it, as you say. So uh, you're saying that I'm gonna they're gonna spend two months on the game instead of one month on the game. So if we boost them, they'll only stay a month, and they'll stay for two months. If we don't boost them, that just doesn't make sense to me. Where you're yeah. gonna run out of content eventually, right? Like. If you get through the content quicker, then okay. Like, so what's the solution here? Everybody starts at level one again. <laughs> like everybody starts at level one. There's no transfer over of characters or something. What's the fucking solution? Um, <laughs> I just I don't think there's really anything that makes me feel like comfortable with that logic, uh, where I can feel like that's the 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 right path. So. Yeah, I just don't like the the idea of the gatekeeping there, even as like a hardcore player. So, hmm, because the, uh, the content is the thing that I play over and over and over again and over and over and over and over and over again every time a week, right? Five times a week for like months at this point, and that's the stuff that I love. If I had to level again normally, I probably wouldn't level another character, you know, and then I would have less access to the content every week that I, I go through again. So. The fact that I have a lot of characters and I have used like mages to be boosted and stuff like that actually helps me as a hardcore player play the game more. Um, and yeah. even as like a, a casual player would help me play the game more. Well, I, I so. mean, the interesting thing is even as a hardcore player who, you know, my living is like playing WoW all the time. Mm -hmm. And I actually don't play with my guildies uh, on white main as much as, as they would like because I don't. I don't have a second character. So like like for, for me, my second character is on a different server. So I don't play with them when, mm -hmm. when I'm when I'm raid logged and things like that. And it, yeah. it comes back down to like the old argument people used to have with the dual spec, where they're like, well, if if we, we can't we can't have dual spec, it's needed to because people have to go and farm that gold to get the dual to, to go respec and such. Whereas the reality is is people just end up saying, Well, I don't want to farm that gold, I'm just gonna log off. And they're just not gonna play the game. So I I feel like if I actually if if I had boost earlier, actually, I would have just made that second character and played with my friends on white main more because uh the alternative was level yet another out which I didn't want to do on, on white main. And, and so it actually just led to me playing WoW less with them than mm -hmm. I, than they would have liked. Although, although guys, hot tip, if you wanna avoid MC splits. Just don't have a second character, and then they can't force you to go back to do MC splits. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, okay, but uh, yeah, okay. So his next point is that um, forcing people through the grind attaches them to the character more, which means they're more likely to stick around if you force them to level from 1 to 60 to 70 and so on. But I feel like this, it almost contradicts the previous point because you, you already said that the casuals don't stick around. Then you, you can't then say that you're going to now force them to do this thing that they're not going to stick around for. I, I don't, I, I, it feels like it counters the other point that you made previously. Okay, so connection to my character does not exist solely within myself to my character. I'm not that type of person. I don't go, this character is special to me because X, Y, and Z from leveling. What is what makes me connect to my character is the things I do when there's other people around. 
did I save a group with distract on my rogue? Do I feel good about that moment? Do I feel good about like kicking something? Do I feel good about like PVPing? Right? It's my interactions with other players in an MMORPG that makes me feel connected to a, a character. That's what it is. And if you don't allow people to boost, they're not going to have that same opportunity in Hellfire Ramparts to be silly, wipe a group, save a group, etc. Right? That's what for me connects me to my character is my usefulness in a group um, or my usefulness to other players. Right? It is solely based on that. I don't have a connection to it in like a single player way. That's why I don't play a lot of single player games anymore. Right? Uh, I know some people would be like, you know, they they played in like Diablo two, and they have, this is their character that they really like. They built it this way. It's their their frost orb sork, right? And for me, it's not the abilities that I use. It's the way that I interact with other people, and that makes the character mine. Right? So the fact that I play four characters in raids right now, and soon to be five. It's just the way that I interact with people and my usefulness and, and how I like to go about things, right? Like my identity is I'm the person who battle shouts my tank, I demo shout every mob, and I'm still off tank one, right? And I still take pride in that because I don't see a lot of other OT1s doing demo shout, battle shout for their group, keeping it up on their main tanks so they don't have to do it, and being one of the top Sunderers and being somebody who is keeping aggro on their mob and being off tank one, not off tank two. So it's things like that that's like the way I play my character is something that makes me feel connected to it, so... That that's kind of the thing for me. I don't I don't feel like if I played my character in a single player game, I'd have more of a connection to it. Yeah, well, well when I think of like what makes me what makes me think of the all the fun memories, why do I play WoW? All, all, all of those things. I think of all the memories with my friends and and the interactions I had with them and all the goofy things we did. And I feel like you can't you can't force someone through this horrible one to sixty experience in a dead part of the game and be like no form, form your bun and then once you go through that trial you can join the rest of us having fun up, up here in outlands but you have to go mm -hmm. through your trial first and that's going to bond you to the character for me I, I i didn't bond with the leveling process because of the leveling process i bonded it with it because of the experience with my friends because i got yeah. to do it with my friends and such i i don't care about the actual leveling process i just like the goofy things that happen when i'm leveling with my friends and and interacting with my friends and i don't feel like forcing people to grind attaches them there. I, I feel like the boost actually helps them get to that point where you can come, hey, you can come goof around with me in Outlands now. So, uh, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't agree there at all. And, and somebody just said in a, um, <clears throat> in uh, chat, Young Deezy uh, said, I agree. I quit my rogue because I wasn't performing well enough in raids. It just became less and less fun, not feeling like I was actually helping the raid. Um, that's the thing is like, I play my rogue and I love my rogue because I feel like I found my usefulness in being dis somebody who can distract mobs, uh, can CC, can still bring a lot of damage to the table in the way that I play it. So it's like that that's what makes your character yours because I could take your character and play it in a completely different way, right? It's like there's nothing, there, like here's the thing, is there's nothing that separates a carbon copy cutout of your character and my character. Let's just say both of us, boom, we have the exact same gear at the end of phase six, Snow, you and me. Our characters are identical, but the way we play them is going to have very, very small differences in the way that we play, right? In the way that we execute. And that's what makes our character ours. And that that's the uniqueness, the uniqueness there, right? It doesn't come from like, in the way that we interact with our raid it doesn't come from like us playing by ourselves kind of thing yeah so then that's that's at least for me maybe there are people who are like i want to make a spell power hunter 
shout out to Malin. <laughs> uh, he's like, I want to make a spell power hunter and be the most annoying person on the server. I'm going to take an Eltharian's tier, and he did, uh, and and just be a spell power hunter and be absolutely useless in raids. But he likes making people mad um, when they inspect him. So, you know, some people enjoy the game in that aspect and have a connection to their character there. But would he have enjoyed it the same way if there weren't other people to make mad? Probably not. So, in my opinion, you grew, you get a bond with your character through the interactions you have with other people and the usefulness. So not so much the, the, your own identity for yourself. Yeah. Maybe uh, that's me. Maybe other people have a different uh, like experience, but that's mine. I mean, all of this comes back to this overarching thing. He, he does wrap it up towards the end where he says that fresh TBC would be a solution or fresh servers are a potential solution. And I'm, I'm actually okay with that. I'd be okay with fresh TBC. Right, like I just because I, I disagree with some things um, that he said, like I'm not necessarily completely against all his points. Like I think fresh TBC might be interesting. I don't know whether I would partake in it because I like uh, the character that I've leveled up through classic and such. Mm -hmm. But I can understand that. Hey, you know, some people want a completely fresh TBC server. Um, I don't know whether that would be a good idea to implement right now, though. That that's a whole another question because. Um, would you want? Uh, it goes back to our thing we've talked about in previous episodes with dividing your player base, having like a fresh TBC server and then a current TBC server uh, continues on. It so complicates things. I don't like fresh TBC for three reasons. One, I think it contradicts the idea of this is the way the game was back in the day. No, you transferred your character over from Nax and you cried when you replaced your uh, your your level sixty gear like with with greens and shit. You know that that was the experience back then was replacing your gear from Nax and crying. Uh, so it goes against the idea of, you know, this is the spirit or the experience of the game Two, it makes it so that the people who had invested in the game, get nothing out of it in the future, which if you're saying that just that everybody should be equal playing field, then I think that's an atomic solution to this. And you're just saying, bomb everything, start over. Uh, and I don't think that's the solution either. In fact, I would just go and do, I, I just wouldn't level again. I just do classic, uh, plus at that point, I wouldn't want to like have my character be something that I have to level up all over again. Cause like I'm a Thunder Fury warrior right now. Right. It's like, why would I want to like throw all that away when I could use Thunder Fury for like the beginning of like all of Kara and shit like that and have that be something that I carry with me. Um, it, it just doesn't make sense. And then the, the third reason is like, it just means that you're going to have another race all the way up. And then people are going to have an experience in Outland where they're like the literally only person leveling like Joker. will be like alone by himself in Outland. <laughs> Joker, yeah, Joker will be like 70. <laughs> Everyone else is still like 30. Sorry. Sorry. He'll be in ZG and then he'll be in Outland. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, but it, it'll be like, I don't know. It's just going to feel like a completely different experience throughout the game where people aren't coming over with like new gear or anything like that. Sure. It would help the people who like, uh, or old gear, I guess. Uh, sure, it won't. It, it would help the people who would like uh, are rolling shamans or paladins. It would help them have more people to play with, but it means you have to get in on the the ground floor, and it doesn't allow people to come in later in the expand later in that, like a few months later, and join TBC. Right. This allows people to feel like they don't have to put in a ton of effort and can join TBC at any time and play with their friends. Right. Yeah. I guess the thing is, I think the fifty eight boost is good because if I really want to play with my friend. I can just get a 58 and not feel like complete shit uh, having to level 1 to 58 and hate my life again. So uh, I don't like the leveling experience from there. I like getting to the content that's newer. I like getting to the content where you can where you play with other people and stuff. Um, and and that, that for me is kind of the, the thing that I would uh, 
Uh, those are three reasons that I wouldn't really want like complete fresh, or I guess I wouldn't play on complete fresh. Do I understand that people might want to? Sure. But do I want it for myself? No, but it doesn't mean that I don't want it for everybody else. Yeah. Right? yeah if yeah. they want it, they can have it. Maybe it fractures the player base. I don't know, but I don't like cannibalizing my own audience as a game company. Yeah. Well, I mean, those are his main points anyway. I feel like we addressed pretty much all his main points to be fair to him. And then I don't think, again, I don't feel like he's being particularly malicious about this. He's just mm. passionate like everyone else. And and mm. uh, the uh, the most interesting thing about like the statistics on our podcast is every time we talk about boosting or anything like that, 5,000 comments, guys. 5,000 comments on the YouTube. I've never seen like a 10,000 view video get like 100 plus 120 comments before it even got further people are really passionate about the boost or anti-boost and yeah. I, I think like a lot of people just have to at least have an open mind at least or, or i think a lot the problem is a lot of people have been kind of looking at one aspect of the problem and then as, if you disagree with one aspect of the problem they think you disagree with everything else or they yes. become like blanket it as like you're either yeah. yes or yeah. no when there's there's layers in between where you can you can agree with some things disagree with some other parts but uh, I think at the end of the day, both of us uh, are for it just because of the community aspect. I think both of us look at it as a, as a plus for the community. Yeah, I always want as many people as possible enjoying the game that I love because it means that it's good for the game. Um, so I'm always in favor of something that will bring more people in uh, and not make people turn away from the game. Uh, and this I don't think will ever turn anybody away from the game. I don't think people are going to quit over this. I just think it, bring, it, it will bring in a net more people than it will make leave. And yeah. even the people that leave, I don't think would have stayed around for as long anyway. Uh, and you'll end up at the end of TBC with more people because of this. That's that's my firm opinion on this. Is You're going to have a healthier game all throughout because of this. Um, I, do I think it should be free? Yeah, I think it should be free. Um, I think it should be free. So did, do I agree with him on that? Yeah, doesn't mean it completely dismantles the argument kind of thing. So I think the state should be, boost is free, uh, should be to anywhere from 58 to 60 like i depending on how hard it is to level some people were saying you you can go to outland at 58 and it's easy but i don't remember it being easy then <laughs> in fact at 60 right now it seems pretty hard i think they like changed it near wrath to be easier but uh so anywhere from there depending on what what is should be free and i don't think it's going to harm the game so that's my stance on it and i don't see that really changing anytime soon even with what anybody like this is going to sound like stubborn but I don't think anybody could actually change my mind because I don't think there's actually anything that would that because I just think care about the game being healthy and having more players. And I don't think this this works against that. Right. If somebody can prove to me that this works against that, then I can then I would change my mind. But I, I struggle to think that there is ever a way that this harms more people than it helps. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that the overarching thing is that um we're both kind of looking at it from the point of uh, how do you keep the game healthy? How do you keep people coming coming into the game and such? And whereas the, the people who might be against it, I feel like a lot of them look at it more from a point of, well, this is my classic experience. I don't want this in the mm -hmm. game. Or I don't, I don't want any element of retail even coming near my classic experience. And I mm. mean, it, it's, it's, it's hard. You can't make both sides happy. And Blizzard as a company has to choose, do you want uh, do you want more players at the end of TBC going into RAF and such? Or or do you want to keep the true no changes classic feeling through the entire thing, but potentially maybe sabotage a little bit of your game as far as numbers go? But uh, yeah, again, yeah. I, I don't think either of us has like a perfect solution or anything. It's just a solution. 
and it's the a, a decent enough solution I think for now. But uh, yeah, I think that, that's about all I can say on that. Yeah, same. Yeah. Otherwise, I thought it was like I thought it was a uh, like to give Mad Season credit. I thought it was like a, a well done video, and the duration is still. Um, yeah, for a one know, hour it, video, it was very, very well put together. Yeah, it's very well put together, and the fact that it's edited all throughout, like big shout out to that. So, um, I think his arguments, you know, some of them are good, and I think some of them hit like a an aspect of you know why you could be anti boosting, but for the reality of the situation, I think that it does more harm than it does good, and it gatekeeps, and that's something that I just I'm not really against. Because because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, Snow. This this will blow your mind for a second. This will blow your mind. If I'm a new player. And I want to level from one to 60. I can. I can make a character and not boost it. So I could still do that. And have that experience. So if I'm somebody who invests and really wants that experience. I can have it. I mean, the interesting thing, people are doing that. Uh, I have seen um, that there's been groups of people who have made discords and uh, they've gone through, you know, they've gone through, the, they're like, we're going to get the classic experience before TBC launches. And they have like these whole leveling communities who have grouped up and they're going through the classic experience. Mm -hmm. I think that's cool. Yeah. And they can do that yeah. if they want. Yeah, my friend, my friend is doing that. She's got like a group of like four people on Fairlina. I didn't realize that she was on the same server as me. And I was like, oh, hey, what the fuck? And then it... She's like, yeah, I'm just gonna level like a snail's pace, and they are leveling the the least efficient I've ever seen in my entire life. They they only play when they're together. It's all five of them, and they they've been playing for a month, and they're level thirty. So <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, good lord, and they play a lot. They have a lot of playtime, but they're literally like running all the way to Scarlet Monastery. Like nobody's summoning them. They're running all the way to Scarlet Monastery to go do like SM one time, and then hearth and log off. And I'm just like, holy shit, like. They'll play like a lot of hours, but it's the they're killing Murlocs in a group of five. I'm like this this experience split is not is not doing you guys any favors, but they don't care. They're just leveling together to like have fun with their friends, and that might be their classic experience. And I would never ever do that as a hardcore player, right? So the, like somebody said in the, in the in the chat, this is only really from the perspective of hardcore players. There might be people who really do love that leveling aspect of it, but I don't think this hurts them either because they can still opt into that if they really want it. So. I, it's an optional service. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the arguments has been that, um, like, by offering the boost, you take away like any chance of the leveling being healthy. But let's be real, guys. The leveling is going to die out regardless. Uh, servers become top heavy <laughs> in every single MMO since the the dawn of mankind. The servers mm. become top heavy. Of course. Because le leveling is a is something that finishes at some point for every character, right? You no longer stop. All right. So you no longer continue leveling. You have a stopping point. So, but yeah, um, I, I think this has been a fun podcast, guys. We went real long on this one. You guys that like our super long podcast have a whole three hours plus, I think, today. See, we didn't we didn't talk about speed running for two hours. It's true. This time it was <laughs> only like thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like a it was like a sixth of the podcast. We just had to make the podcast longer so that it's less a percentage of it. But you know, <laughs> good luck uh, time stamping this one, man. Thank you guys for hanging out. This has been uh, episode four of Prepared. We will see you guys next week. Mm -hmm.